Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we see it. machines that fly and me and my friends are gonna go flying together into the forever and beautiful sky Lila and Teefs and Floor and me Rocket Rocket it really is good to have friends yeah here we go. It's How Is Is It? Episode 183. This week we're tackling Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh this is it this is kind of new for us. We we're, we're we're hitting a movie that's still in the theaters. Uh we don't do that very often. <laughs> nope. Uh but we we got Bo out of the house and and into a, a movie theater so we could do this one. I think it was mostly cuz I I I was super excited about this. I think the Marvel world was a little excited about this because it really hit like i think you know yeah. it, it, it was pushed for such a while because this was actually supposed to be the first film out after endgame oh really and uh and it got pushed and so uh yeah, yeah it got it, pushed it, and it, even even the director got uh you know, fired fired and then and then there was fired canceled and... uncanceled rehired you know yeah. the, the whole gambit oh right yeah <laughs> so uh and then not only that but then he 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 said, I'll do this, but then I'm going to your competitor. So it's even <laughs> it's even more crazy uh, that we're talking about uh, Gunn on that. Um, you know, who has, who has been the, the face and the name behind uh, Guardians of the Galaxy from the get-go. Uh, James Gunn was was on one, two, um, and even uh, c- contributed to a lot of rewrites and things on some of the other Marvel stuff. Uh, so we're, we're going to tackle that because this is, this is a fun movie. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm your main host, Noah, and with me as always is my main man, Steve. Hey, say, say hi, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for that. You know, it took you a moment. I know. Um, I started to take a sip, and I'm going to go, wait, I got more lines. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, everyone? It's great to be here with uh, the MCU uh, crew. Um, uh, which the How is can... C yep. the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that one right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll work on that. I'll, I'll, I'll workshop it a little. Okay. Uh, with us, though, is, is Bo. How you doing, Bo? Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, don't forget to download, rate, and review. And yeah, definitely, it was uh, it was nice to get out to the theaters. It wasn't. I mean, for the longest time, it was COVID, as longtime listeners will will <laughs> probably uh, agree. But uh, just lately, it's been I've been so busy at work that it's just been pretty crazy. So, so it really has nothing to do with Bo is afraid. Has nothing to do <laughs> with Bo is afraid. No. <laughs> I heard it's a good movie. I don't know. I just I I, I, I love the statement. Too, so so yeah, I, I love I love throwing who'd it. Who'd you who'd you hear that from? That it was a good movie. Yep, the internet. Okay, <laughs> a podcast I was listening to. Um, I forget which one. Could have been uh, the Movie Date podcast, I believe. But yeah, I did see yeah, I it, I, and I don't know if I'd say good, but it was yeah. definitely an experience. <laughs> okay, well that's Bo. I don't know if he's really good, but he is an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So, <laughs> also with us is Nina. How you doing, Nina? I'm doing very well, thank you. 
All right. So that's our that's our MCU crew. Not only that, we do some other fun stuff, uh, but they're always here. We started with uh, the very beginning and worked our way all the way through, and we're just keeping it going with everything they're dropping out, which I believe it's uh, this week. They're dropping the new uh, uh, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, yeah. Secret Invasion on, on Disney+. Plus. I'm looking forward to that. They say it's a it's a, a small miniseries, but it's also supposed to be very serious and, and kind of uh, less comical. And I think that's that's going to help Disney since the last couple have been kind of comical. Uh, yeah, it it looks like it's starring all the grownups. It's got like, <laughs> Fury and 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 Rhodey right. and yeah Maria Hill. Oh. You know, it's <laughs> right. I, and those three right there alone are worth it for me. I love I love all three of those guys and their characters yeah. and stuff like that. So that'll be good. Uh, one of the things we do here on, on on How We Seize It is we like to pair a cocktail or a drink, whatever it is we're watching. And this time we're, we're doing that to the Guardians. Uh, I know I've got one that I, I racked my brain for and finally came up with one that I was really excited. And I'm sure you guys did the same. So let, let's hear what you got. And we'll, we'll start with you, Bo. All right. Well, I haven't sent you my cocktails yet because I wanted it to be a bit of a surprise. <laughs> um, I have two cocktails, Good Dog and Bad Dog. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Nice. So the first one, I started with the bad dog only because of the the nature of of how it's made. It's just a little more complicated. It's just ever so slightly more complicated uh, for the bad dog. Uh, the bad dog is basically a, a greyhound. So it's uh, okay. But grapefruit vodka, grapefruit juice, uh, ten dashes of chili bitters, and I'll tell you what, man, oh, fucking God. hot. Ten. <laughs> ten Ten is no joke. I'm like, yeah, I, I knew it was going to be an issue. I, I, like, I can it's, see it's why like, it's called it, bad. <laughs> it gets you. It gets you there, right? So, but I, I, I shook it, and I was like, oh, I wonder how hot this is. And I just tapped my finger to the top of the bitters and put it on my tongue, and I was like, oh boy, like that's gonna, Man. that's gonna leave a mark. So, um, <laughs> and then it has a, uh, you guys, it has a tahini salted rim. Oh, okay, nice. So, which is can't go wrong with the tahini, as as far as I'm concerned. I was and right then, there with you until the chili. I was all about that until the chili. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with a greyhound. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, anyway, um, I like it, actually. It's actually, as I'm as I'm drinking it, it's like it's kind of dying down just a, a, a little bit. Nice. So, um, the other one, the good dog, is one ounce of wild turkey, um, one ounce of blackberry schnapps, three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth, and a half an ounce of fernet. Just poured over ice and... The other one was shaken and then poured, and the other one's just yeah. poured over ice. This one, the good dog is just poured over ice. And then for my two beers, I got uh, it's a crafty Rattler. So you guys okay. know what a Rattler is? It's a beer mm-hmm. with juice in it. Yeah, yeah. So this is grapefruit juice in it, which I thought was kind of apropos. Uh, but the label has a raccoon riding a bicycle. Nice. Like one of those old fashioned, <laughs> like big wheeled bicycles. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, penny um, farting. Yeah. And then the other beer, I got two beers because as I was leaving, after I got, after I saw the raccoon, I looked up <laughs> and I'm in Total Wine and they have a bunch of random singles and stuff. Like, it's kind of sitting on the shelf. And I got one that's called a paperback stout. And the label has um, two dogs in like big kind of heavy pea coats, you know, with like fur collars. And then those Russian hats with the hammer and sickle <laughs> on it. Nice. <laughs> You know, so it was like, I was like, oh, perfect. Like, yeah. the two mean dogs that sent Cosmo into space. Right, so, right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's anyway, awesome. So yeah, those are my drinks. And, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, it's not as, as spicy when you do the whole, 
the whole deal. So I think when it mixes with everything else, yeah, nice. When it mixes with everything else, but uh, that Rattler, I mean, it better be. It better I be like. good, or I'm not going to finish it because I'm not a big Rattler fan. But I had to get oh, it I like I had a raccoon with the bicycle. <laughs> I like Rattlers. Uh, they're yeah. they're one of my favorite. Just kind of uh, relaxing. You know, I I call them like uh, Sunday breakfast beers and stuff. Yeah, uh, you could easily cool. have those with a breakfast. Yep. Did you uh, did you guys get my picture by the way? I just sent it. Did just got it. You're gonna you're gonna okay, be good. you're gonna be a little bit drunk by the end of this podcast. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to pace myself. Yeah. I know. I'm hoping the Rattler. I'm hoping the Rattler sucks so I can just pour it out. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They're pretty right, low Nina, content you, beers anyway. Yeah. What do you got for us, Nina? I got. Um, I also. Uh, it's funny that that Bo did the the good dog and bad dog because I love the character of Cosmo the space dog. So I found a, a cos I thought about doing a cosmopolitan, but I found actually found oh. a I actually found a um cocktail that's called a Cosmos. Okay. So we're I should to Cosmo or Cosmos cocktail. And it's um one and a half ounces of they had a brand but I just used what I had. Uh moonshine. Uh a half ounce of blue curacao. Um they had said cream de violet, which I didn't have. So mm. I put in a little vanilla syrup just to sweeten it up. Just because the moonshine is moonshine. <laughs> pretty like paint not, thinner. Yeah, not sweet and, at all. Not sweet at all. <laughs> and uh, anyway, you put it over icing, you top the whole thing off with tonic. Tonic water. So I haven't tried it yet, so let's take a, take a taste. That sounds pretty good. I, I, I like the idea. That I, I was right along with you guys with the whole good dog, bad dog, and Cosmo thing. I, I that, really... W- that isn't bad. That isn't bad. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a great, great theme. I actually looked for good dog. I looked for bad dog and didn't find anything that I was looking for. So I'm glad that you guys got that because that, that's really cool. And Nina, the picture you sent, your hand looked like, I don't know if you put a filter on it or something like that, but your hand looked the same color as, as the first girl that... Uh, Peter Quill is sleeping around with um, oh. in, in Guardians One when you know when uh, the pink girl. Yeah, well, she's kind of oh, an orange yeah. girl. But anyway, when I saw your hand, I thought, oh, maybe she's trying to mimic that. Uh, no, I, color. I, there's no fil- there's no okay. filter on it. I think it's just you know the the, the, the lights were off in, light. the, yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> that's funny. You know, I heard that the reason that they had a lot of that in there was is because they wanted Peter Quill to try and uh, emulate. Um, William Shatner from uh, Star Trek in, in being that uh, sleeping around with all the different colored women uh, captains. So <laughs> I thought I, it struck me as funny. I go, ah, it kind of makes sense. Cool. All right, Steve, what do you got for us? All right. Well, I've got uh, two cocktails as well. Well, one isn't really a cocktail, but but like bows, they go together in regards to the movie. They're, they're opposites. The first one, I, I guess I would call the MacGuffin of the movie. It's called The Kill Switch. I named it The Kill Switch. Um, and this is an ensemble of some of my favorite misfit ingredients put into one cocktail as, as best I could. This is something I came up with. <laughs> but again, these are some of my favorite ingredients for a reason. I got two ounces of cognac, half ounce of Ramazzotti Amaro, quarter ounce of Cointreau, um, a quarter ounce of maple syrup, a bar spoon of green chartreuse, four dashes of grapefruit bitters, and garnish with a maraschino cherry. The, the, when I first tried it, I didn't have the maple syrup. I added that after I went, whoa, that's a little too bitter. So um, that really actually rounded it out. But um, you put them together and you get some of the best, 
flavor profiles I've ever tasted, but they also have a tendency of causing quite the hangover. So <laughs> kind of like this movie that has, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I, I thought it had some of the mo best moments of any Marvel movie I've ever seen, or quite, I mean, even some of the best movies I've ever seen. At the same time, there, there were issues that gave me a hangover. So my second drink, <laughs> my second drink is the override, and that's a glass of water and 600 milligrams of ibuprofen, which I've already had <laughs> just to kind of oh. cover myself. So anyway, that's it. I got the kill switch and the override. Nice. That's awesome. That, that was another good one, good pull from the movie. I, I, love, the, I love how you, you find something in there that's just a one random thing, and you find a way to make this cool drink from it. Um, I, 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 tried to, I tried to get inspired by that, but I don't do as well. I get hung up on searching after one special thing, and then, and then you know, when I don't find it, I switch to another, and, and I get very zeroed in on it. Um, well, this is a little more unusual because it's completely – I didn't find this online. I just kind of looked at my – Yeah. My, well, that's uh, what I mean. Is you, you made it yourself. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's great about it. Um, I went down rabbit holes on uh, – this is a, a, a Rocket the Raccoon movie. Right. This is this yeah, is rock story. And uh, I remember when we went and first saw this, uh, we sat down and uh, as the movie was getting ready to start, I leaned over next to Alyssa, my wife, and I said, you know, they better not kill Rocket. I will I will lose my shit. And and uh, and so as the movie starts and they do, I was like, mother, like I literally was like on pins and needles through the whole thing. But Rocket is, is probably outside of Thor, one of my favorite characters in all of the MCU. And so to me, this was a crazy, so I went down all these different avenues trying to find something for him. Uh, I have a scatterbrain uh, whiskey, which is a, it's a dark cherry vanilla whiskey that has a raccoon face on it. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to come up with something with that. So I started playing around with that. Uh, and then as I was listening to podcasts, people kept talking about the Beastie Boy song <laughs> that was playing. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into something. I found one called a broken a broken cocktail, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna use that as my base, but I'm gonna change it up. So I I I took what they had, and I put my own ingredients, and I changed it up, and I'm calling this the No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Oh. Okay, and it starts off with two ounces of scatterbrain cherry vanilla whiskey, one of my favorites. It's got that raccoon face on the bottle, which is just perfect, <laughs> and it's got sunglasses on too, so it's not even just a. It's a cool raccoon. It's not just a regular raccoon. Um, because it's a Beastie Boys thing, uh, they have their, their Grand Royal label. I went with one ounce of Grand Marnier. So kind of kind of playing off the, the, the Grand name. Uh, this had a half ounce of uh, maraschino liqueur. And that's from the, the regular Brooklyn cocktail. Uh, and three dashes of orange bitters. And then I was like, okay, well, there's, there's the Brooklyn. Now, how do I make this no sleep till Brooklyn? I'm like, I got it energy drink so i top it off with a rock star energy drink forget nice. that caffeine get that boost going Perfect. and uh just pour it over ice stir it up and i have to say it is delicious like i could kill these and like there is no no alcohol flavor to it but it's got a little kick to it it's got that caffeine so it gets right into your system and goes um yeah i really like this a lot this might be something that i go back to i'm uh, <laughs> so this is my no sleep to brooklyn and a, a nod to uh, Rocket Raccoon. Cool, sounds good. I, I remember it is. It's almost gone already. <laughs> when I was in the theater and that it's almost that, gone. That ah. song started playing. I'm like, oh, the, Noah's just gonna <laughs> love this movie. Noah. Oh yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite. I mean, that's, that's definitely one of my favorite songs. Not even just well, the I mean, Beastie Boys, but just in general. 
Yes. Well, what was even better than that is in the trailers, right? We had uh, the Marvels came on, and in their oh, trailer, yeah. they yeah. have Intergalactic playing, which yep. is one of my favorite Beastie Boy songs, even, you know, on top of that. And so I got two Beastie Boy songs in less than two hours <laughs> in shows. I was like, I was yeah. over the moon. Uh, so uh, it was really cool. Um, so that was my drink. Uh, they all sound delicious. Uh, and now we're going to get into our spoiler-filled... <laughs> you don't know us uh uh talk we don't we don't really review we discuss movies so that's what we're going to do we're going to discuss what happened in this movie how it made us feel what we expect to come from that from this and uh and how we think it all fared out so here we go first thing i want to talk about is what do you guys think about the 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 way it all played out like were you guys expecting this i know uh did, how many of you guys saw the trailer did you watch the trailers I, I saw the first trailer. So it it has that that scene where um, uh, Nebula is carrying uh, Quill, and they're all walking behind him, and he, it looks like a kind of like he was just killed, and they're kind of walking. So I I swore up and down this was going to be they're they're killing uh, Star Lord, or it you know, I I just knew going in that was what was going to happen, and how it was going to play out I didn't know. And then they pull this fast one on us where it's just him drunk. <laughs> so, uh, which I, I, you know, but one of the things they did in this is through the entire movie, they give us so many chances where we don't know if someone's going to end up dying. I mean, there's there's oh, two God, or three no times kidding. where Drax looks like he's going to get killed. Nebula just gets whooped up on so many times in this. Peter even, uh, you know, he gets one or two, uh, you know, rocket from the get go. You never know if he's going to pull through. Uh, it's just the whole way through. It's just like, oh my god, what's going on here? Root gets decapitated, so, or the opposite of it, or however. You... Yeah, that that yeah. one was a little weird. I wasn't so technically. Sh- I mean, it reminded me of the thing from the thing. Right. That's what I was, that was my thought too. Yeah. The thing from the thing. I know that's redundant. Yeah, it's, you get. It. I, I agree yeah. though. Throughout the whole movie, I I I was I didn't think it. I wasn't sure who it would be, but I was convinced that they were going to kill off someone. Um, and I thought yeah. it was—I I thought yeah, it was actually too. kind of bold that they didn't uh, uh, for for kind of this this trilogy finale. Um, so I was actually yeah. well, I mean, impressed with but, that. So what they didn't do is they didn't kill a character, but they killed the team, right? Yeah. And yep. so, uh, but they did it in a really interesting way where they they they're all kind of going their separate ways, but it means that at any time any of them could come back, any of them did could they, show did up. They kill the team or just rework it. Well, I mean, they killed it because everybody's alive, right? Yeah, but it's no longer the guardian. Well, okay, they didn't kill the Guardians of the Galaxy because that's still now ran by uh, Rocket. But that was more than just a team. That was a dynasty type team. That was yeah. like you know, that's that's your your Montana you know Niners team that was just you know unstoppable. And it, it was kind of one of those is like you you replace a couple of the characters, but it's still not the same team. You know, it's like the Jim Zorn Steve Largent. Right. Yes, like exactly. <laughs> what? What? Over my head. Okay. What? Uh, it's, it's probably over most sports people's fans because it was a Seahawks old old Seahawks. But yeah, uh, no, but yes, a big it, Seahawks fan. So I'm just throwing it out. But I mean, we won't have that. I mean, they were more than just a team. They were a family, and and that's and that's you know, outside of this also being a a uh, a trilogy final, it was uh, for lack of a better word, it was a family movie. It was about them sure. as a family it, it, no matter how 
screwed up and, and uh, dysfunctional they were, they, they were definitely what, what a family is. And we got a lot of the plays out of that, which was really good. Right. Um, uh, let's, let's just get into some of the characters and what you guys thought about it. And I want to, I want to start off actually with, uh, the bad guy, right? The, um, what, uh, the oh, worst guy ever. High evolutionary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. High worst, evolutionary. Worst bad guy. I mean, worst, like, person bad guy ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the worst. In my yeah. opinion. I was, I was kind of, you know, well, so some people were, were comparing him to Thanos in, in his, in his, like, overarching just like i'm gonna take over everything and it's all gotta be my way and I, and I get that uh but he definitely has a more of a hatred towards him than i mean he's he easy has to a hate. hatred for everything i mean the guy literally has a hatred for everything that exists in the universe in its current form except himself like yes mm-hmm. everything he's like i want to create a new race of whatever <laughs> and I'm just going to start with things that are here, but it's going to be totally different than them when it's all said and done. So it's just like, and and then and then when I perfected them, we're just gonna they're gonna take you know they're they're gonna have the whole universe yeah. we'll wipe out everything else. Yep. Yeah, it, it was a very interesting. I I mean I thought he was a good bad guy, especially because he's one that you can you can actually dislike totally, and almost not even you know where there's been a Marvel villain problem where. You almost sympathize with them uh, sometimes. You know, I mean, Loki I, was one that you sympathized with. I don't know. longer. I, 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 here's a funny thing. I've, I've said in this podcast several times, like, my favorite um, my favorite villains are the ones where you can look at them and say, yeah, they kind of got a point, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I take it back with this guy because he, <laughs> he was just so evil. It's like yeah. it's true. Un- I, I I agree. I'm I'm always much more intrigued by the ones that you can understand as 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 villainous as they are. When you understand them, it makes it that much more interesting and complex. Yeah. But this guy, like I thought, plan, right? yeah, I thought yeah. he was he was, you know, he was cruel. He was detestable. But I thought he was so well written that that yeah. Even though I couldn't connect with him at all, I, I didn't. I, it, it was a very well-made I, I mean, character. I, you don't I mean, usually I see that. It, it's like he had absolutely like zero empathy for anything mm-hmm. for anybody. Right. I mean, just it. <laughs> I mean, it was so like the the ultimate narcissistic, psychotic. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh, he was, was convinced of his own genius, and yet, yes. yeah, and that was what was driving him trying to find out. Why the hell he can't recreate what he recreated in Rocket, thinking that he was the one that created that? So here, and, here's, oh. here's, here's a theory uh, real quick, and this might be good what you're getting into, Nina. Some people were saying that James Gunn wrote him in this way to show what some directors are like, where <laughs> you're, you're, they're chasing perfection, and if they don't oh. like it, they kill it, and, 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 and it's that constant, like... I did this. I be, I made this perfect thing. Now, how do I get back? How do I how do I improve it? How, how do I, mean, I continue it? I just thought it was a cool yeah, aspect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could I could see that. I mean, I could see. I mean, it's certainly an understandable, uh, an understandable impulse, if you're not talking about something alive, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, everyone's had that that feeling, like. You know, you're trying to do whatever it is you're doing, and it's just it's not working out, and you're just like, ah, you want to smash it to pieces and throw <laughs> it in the trash, um, which is fine, except when you're telling a little baby raccoon, 
you're not perfect, so I'm just going to kill you, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. He, he, I think what it was is the underlying uh, search for perfection was what they were talking about. Not necessarily his, yeah. his way of doing it, but it was that search for perfection, which was kind of like that, oh, this might be a little snag at himself and, and directors in general and movie you know, executives well, I mean, in general. I think everybody. And the thing is, he... I, Directors are like that, you know. I, I've had only had experience on a much smaller scale, but yeah, directors they have a vision, and if it, you know, it's. I there was a director that I knew who said, "You guys have to understand, director is an eight-letter word for God." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, he's like he's like I'll listen to your opinions. I'll you know we can discuss stuff, but in the end, what I say goes, and. And I mean that's it. That's how it has to be, though. Otherwise, you have, you know, two hundred people with their own vision. Right. And, oh, you got to have you got to have someone with the final final voice and the final cut. But it's yeah. nice when you have someone that will listen and 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 take uh, others' observations and, yeah. and maybe think about it. This guy well, it was all about. I mean, we saw that when with his own people, when when. Yeah. Uh, when one of the recorders finally called him on and was like, "Hey, what?" The, and and he just fucking flipped and. This the, the actor. I'm gonna. I, I don't even know want to try his name. Um, it's Chuck uh, Woody. Chuck, Chuck Woody. Iwaju. I think it's. <laughs> Iwaju. Iwaju. I don't know. Uh, he's from uh, Peacemaker. Iwuji. Iwuji. Yeah. Uh, Iwuji, yeah. Okay. That sounds right. So he was. Uh, he was also in uh, Peacemaker, the the series uh, that James Gunn did, and I thought he did an incredible job. I. I as much as you hate him as a character. He did an incredible job making so you too, yeah. hate, hate them. Oh yeah, he was great. So, yep, the actor was uh, fantastic. Now, now that now the, on the next character who is a kind of a uh, bad guy in this, uh, we have Adam Warlock played by Will Poulter. Um, he was uh, <laughs> an interesting casting, by the way. <laughs> I you know so a lot of people and I don't know uh Adam Warlock from the comics. I I didn't read enough into, you know, get to where he was, but apparently he's very powerful. And so people were like this isn't the warlock that they know, the Adam Warlock. It it, it it is not, but I thought they explained it perfectly though. Yeah, I mean He was pulled Adam, out of the oven early. Yeah, Adam Warlock is is one of the older uh Marvel characters. Okay. Um, I, you guys know I love Jack Kirby, but he he was very, he just had this fascination with how powerful, right. how powerful can we make a character, and it's like, so powerful that like all of their humanity is is kind of sucked away, and I think. I kind of like what they did with this. It's like yes, he's super powerful, but, he's not super bright, and <laughs> not at all. You know, and it was just it was a fun take on it. Yeah, and I I loved it. I thought he was hilarious. Well, it's it's really cool how he starts off as a villain, right? And he kind of plays a villain through the whole thing, or at yeah. least a a counter to our heroes, not necessarily a villain. But uh, in the end, you know, he kind of we kind of get that mini turn where you know he loses his mother and he's still mad, but you know Groot gives him his second chance, and and it gives him that little bit of like, oh, okay. But I love the end, the ending scene with him where they're all hugging at the end, and he he's kind of the out guy standing out. <laughs> he he stand he scoots up a little bit and puts his hand on it first, and then his second hand, and then kind of 
does that half scoot in where you just barely touch your chest in the, yeah. into the big yeah. hug. It was, it, it was the best part about that because I just watched this. Uh, is the guy that's right in front of him is is like uh, the guy that helps steer the the head when they do the the tack. Uh, he's the one uh, steamy uh, blue blue liver is the guy, but he he feels him and he kind of gives him this look like who the hell. <laughs> it just, it, it's one of those things if you watch the background some of the stuff that goes on it is so perfect and yeah. But I I thought uh, th- this was a really fun way to introduce him to the MCU uh, after his cameo at the end of of. Guardians 2. And and in, yeah. in talking about Guardians 2, that came out pre-Infinity War Endgame yeah. and probably James Gunn was a little, you know, I know he was he the whole Gamora where she she ends up dying and then coming back oh, that was yeah. beyond his control. He kind of had to deal with that. And I think people say that's why he ended up stealing uh stealing the arm of um of uh Bucky. Yeah, Bucky, the Winter Soldier, uh, <laughs> just to kind of throw a little monkey wrench in that. But with with <laughs> Warlock, you know, Warlock in the comics, the Soul Stone is a big part of that. But and they, yeah. ended, they ended up destroying all those. So the fact that he made him out of the brought him out of the oven early and you know less of a character almost makes sense because his use of of the Soul Stone of Warlock of 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 Gamora probably as he he saw originally he could he, you know he had to kind of rewrite that and you right. know, more power to him well, maybe. He, he did a really good job with it. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I like the fact that he, he, he latched onto the little uh puppy creature thing. Uh you know, it, it was kind of like you know, like a kid oh, yeah, would yeah. do, like yeah. when he when he fries the, the yeah. ravager and it's got his little and he just like attached to it. I thought that was pretty Some people have said that the characters was a little underutilized for, for this movie. And I I think I agree. I think there was there was some room to to have a little bit more well, I also heard other people complain that he didn't need to be in it at all, and I was like, who didn't you know, need I, to be in it? Sorry, uh, Warlock, Adam Warlock, okay. the Golden Boy. Um, I th- <laughs> oh I th- yeah yeah yeah. I think I, I I see what you're saying, Steve. He could have been used more, but I think he was sprinkled in just enough to to have an impact on the movie, but not overtake it yeah. with the, like an origin story that he will then be allowed to slip into another MCU without have to go into a whole bunch of detail about it. Yeah. And so that, I, I thought... That was my thought, too. Like, it was... Like, we got enough to, like, okay, we know what he's about. Um, we have enough sympathy for him that... You yeah. Know, <laughs> that here he is in, in the Guardians, and he's one of their guys. And it's like, okay, so whenever the the Guardians show up again and we see him, that's fine. I yeah. You know, it, I look forward to seeing where, where he shows up. I, I yeah, found no. I found I was more intrigued at the very beginning when he kind of showed up and then, oh, but but after that, after that it, he seemed a little bit more like mm, two dimensional comic relief that didn't really impact much except you, you're changing. You're right. You know. You're right. A hundred percent. And I think it, it worked a lot in the beginning to to get us to to the point of where the story really takes off, and he comes in and just wrecks house, and we see how powerful he can be, and that's just when he's just fighting right when he's fighting he's he's very powerful but when he has to think for himself all <laughs> shit goes haywire right yeah. uh, you know he's he's like a bullet like you you shoot it out of the gun and as long as it's doing what it's told you know from that gun it's fine but if you have to tell it to turn it's got issues you know it's it's got to it's got to think it's not really you know working right so yeah. i think it worked for that really good um so that was our two kind of 
main uh, antagonist. Uh, I want to get into the 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 main. Well, just actually, the team. sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go, go, ahead. go back to the the warlock Adam Warlock yeah, yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. And you might have said this, but have you guys seen where the Millers? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Meet the Millers. Such yeah. A, yeah. Such so a, such good. A, such a funny movie. Um, I like that movie a lot. And he was he was like the total nerdy kid in that, and it, yeah. you kind of see a little bit of it coming through. Like, oh yes. In the, in the character to some degree. He's definitely a comic uh, actor, so I thought that was smart to yeah. cast him in that role. Well, that yep. that is such a funny movie too. I mean, it, well, it's got uh, John in a different uh, way, of course, but yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It was kind of like a a modern day telling of like uh, Vacation. <laughs> right yeah, it kind of had the yeah, family yeah. but uh yeah such a good movie so much fun but he and he's great in it um he <laughs> matter of fact he looks so much like he did in that that i had a hard time not seeing that doofus uh from the millers when i look at his face <laughs> you know he, I, I, didn't had a it, it, I didn't get it at first and that's the thing about going to a movie theater it's like i couldn't pull my phone out mm. you know to to like look to, to figure out where you know you know who it is. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, I wanted to get into the team now. Um, we have our main team, but we also have some kind of add-ons uh, that you know now that they're in no uh, nowhere. You know, and we saw this and we we talked about the Christmas special, uh, but we didn't really talk too much about it. And I know it it, it definitely influenced your guys' drinks. So uh, we add Cosmo um, to this. What 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 is like I. I were you guys, I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys really thought it was a great thing, but, uh, you know, and then there's Craglin, who wasn't really I'm, I'm picking a, up uh, on the fact that maybe you didn't. <laughs> no, no, I, I actually love Cosmo. I, I thought it was great. What, I'm, what I mean is, is we've got these side, let's, let's call them JV uh, Guardians in a way, where they're not the main That's team, fair. but they're, yeah. you know, they might bring them up for the playoffs kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, uh, but we had Cosmo and, and Craglin, and, and really... We got that story, the whole bad dog, uh, yep. uh, with that. And you call I that a story? I think that was a, a joke that just went on way too long. Well, <laughs> it's a story aspect. I, I mean, not a story, but uh, um, the two of them together were was well, a minor it, story. I think. Here's the thing. I think they needed they needed someone on nowhere because yeah, nowhere the team had flying around was was part of the the you know the final set. But I'm glad that it wasn't one of the regular guardians, you know, that they were right. just sitting there like waiting. Yeah. I, I'm glad, you know, it was, I thought it was a good to bringing Craglin and Cosmo, who we know and are funny, and just have them be like, eh, you know what? If they don't, they, they're not, you know, running around uh, space stations and, and <laughs> rescuing, uh, rescuing Rocket and all this stuff, but... Uh, you know, it still makes sense. It's it's also not someone we haven't seen before. You know, so right? I thought, yeah. I thought I thought their role was was fine. I, I you know I mean they had like I said they needed somebody there. The two of them worked well together. It was yeah, you know. and that's and that's kind of what I was I was like you know now the reason I asked this is is because we jumped ahead and talked about how they broke up the team. Uh, in the end credits, spoiler, we got uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy led by by Rocket with Groot and he has uh, Cosmo and Kraglin there uh, along with Adam Warlock and uh, one of the, the Jib Jib kids. Um, 
who has a name people were talking about uh, and it has there's an actual name from from the comics that they believe that that is who it is uh, I don't I don't know that offhand I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up but uh, I just now are you guys ex- are you guys excited at all to to see the next iteration of that that team I am. That Cos- Cosmo Craglin I mean Rocket and Groot are there, so it's it's hard to 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 not be a little excited. I almost would just like a Rocket I, and Groot. I film. think they should animate it in like a Scooby Doo type uh, <laughs> t- type cartoon oh and uh, and you know spin it off oh. that way. But I don't know about it. You are one hundred percent correct. Like they need to do that, and they need to have it with the Scooby Doo ending, where it's literally just some other dude, and they rip a plastic mask off his face in the end. Like I. <laughs> Maybe. I would I would definitely pay money for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was I was just curious because uh, you know a lot of people were talking about you know we got this new team and I and, and I know how much I enjoyed Cosmo and and I actually do enjoy uh, Craglin in the movie. I think he to me he is a good part. I I think he had one of the um, I don't know about you guys, but I teared up in this movie. Quite a few times. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Uh, and Craglin actually had one of those, uh, and it's it's when they're being attacked, and and we get our Yondu uh, ghost, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ghost mentor moment uh, with with Craglin, and and uh, I don't know what it was. I think it's because you know, Yondu is definitely that that uh, you know he is he is. Uh, the ultimate daddy in a way you yeah know, i was gonna say father uh, figure yeah that that yeah that a tear in your eye yeah. <laughs> he might have been your father but i'm always your daddy kind of thing <laughs> yeah. and, and, but just he, he yeah it did and, it, and it's interesting because you know a lot of people were giving shit about craglin being in there and i guess he he's also the uh the body double for for uh rocket and stuff like that and they're like oh you know Wait, would, would he have ever for rocket sean gun oh right 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 yeah sorry uh, they're like, would would he even had a job if it was if it wasn't for his brother being the director? And I was like, dude, this guy kills it in this role. Yeah, I know. I think this... every interview I've seen with him, I think he understands that. Yeah, I'm here because my brother was the director and writer, but that's fine with me. You know? Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, I'm still gonna do my best. You know. Well, th- what what's a uh, um? Oh, why can't I think? Um... Opie Taylor, Ron Howard, and his brother. His brother would probably never have gotten into oh, any literally. shows. That's not even a question. <laughs> but he's in everything, and he does a great job in everything he's put in. But it's like he would have never gotten a job without his brother, and and he's and he's got so many credits to his name because of who his brother is. But and and he's a decent actor. Clint I, Howard, that's it. Yeah, Clint Howard. He's just got a look that like is made for radio. Um, <laughs> No, I'm going to talk, you know, that's why we don't do this uh, live on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. I just was curious. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so after I was just your, curious. After your big HMP debut, we never know oh, how the numbers yeah. will go through the roof. Let, let's, hope, let's hope that comes through. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's it. Now I want to get back into the regular team. And uh, I want to start off with Groot. Well, um, let me ask you this. Before you get into the sure, regular, sure. Before you get into the regular team. team. Yeah. Um, are you counting Gamora as part of the regular team? Yes. You are. Yeah. Okay. I am because she was originally part of the team, and even though it's not the original Gamora, I still kind of count her part of the team. Okay, fair enough. Well, definitely I'm, worth discussing, cool. certainly, yeah. I'm cool yeah. with that. I mean, I, I kind of do too. I mean, because you kind of always know it's it's going to end up. 
it's gonna it's gonna happen, right? No, well, we we'll discuss that when we get to her. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, but anyway, so yeah, so go ahead. I was just wondering, but Nina, you um, had something. I, I was gonna say you were saying, am I excited about the next, like Guardians? Yeah. Four, I suppose. Um, I kind of gathered that 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 there wasn't. It was they were just kind of kind of keep kind of leave it there. You know? Right, right. Like like we might see them, but I don't think they're gonna feature in another movie. If if we see anything, it's gonna be whatever Peter Quill is up to. You know? Oh, the, now I, I I heard some other stuff that made me think about that too. We're talking about yeah. the end the end scene. They said uh, the legendary uh, um, Star Lord will return. Yeah, they never yeah. said Peter Quill. No, that's and true. so some people were speculating that it may be a different Star Lord that shows up. Well, I'll tell you what. They need to stop with the multiverse. And that's something I heard on the HMP. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's like, they need, to, they need to dial back on the multiverse stuff. It's not I, the, I think it's not I think the multiverse cinematic universe. It's yeah. the Marvel well, cinematic this is, this is the multiverse saga. So I think we're stuck with it at least until they get through this, this saga, yeah. I guess, through phase well, six. I and a lot of people that talked about this movie online were, were reflecting on the fact that this movie... Fortunately, wasn't totally impacted like a lot of the more recent ones lately by the Infinity Saga and what that kind of did to the to the universe because right. this has kind of been its own own story. That he certainly had to deal with the issues with Gamora, but uh, but mostly it was kind of a standalone movie that you know it, it was its own character. Standalone trilogy, even. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So um, so this one didn't really yeah. get affected by the multiverse. I know a lot of people that I listened to talked about that that final team that they showed that's led by Rocket, um, that they would mind seeing this more in a Disney series type thing, maybe not a big movie. And since they really don't have the big name draw, that it might work better in a Disney series. Because, I mean, Bradley Cooper would be the biggest draw in that, but he's also just a voice. Yeah. And I mean, if... Or maybe they would be, like... Um, you know, concentrate on like and the next character to join, or right. some new superhero, and the guardian, the new guardians gang, helps them do whatever it is they need to do. The, but I, but big... I kind of got the sense that it wasn't going to be. They were just going to be in the background, and we can just assume that they're, you know, saving the yeah. galaxy in their own way. And, <laughs> you know. <laughs> One yeah. little person at a time. Uh, what I did uh, hear was that um, uh, they may they may be a big part of the Nova Corps. Uh, however, that shows up, whether it be a movie what? or Nova Corps. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and so, fine. yeah, and so they they were saying that that's probably the most potential tie-in, and that would be a good spot for this new team because they don't they don't have to be the stars; they can be background and we could get you know rocket and 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 uh uh group back for some stuff and and you know maybe cosmo and they could play they could play a smaller role and not have to carry the movie and so i think that's a good idea and like i said um a lot of people are saying that in a in a disney series that it might be good yeah so so all right well now let's get back into now i want to start with group um this is you know we saw this iteration of Groot in the in the christmas special the this kind of uh, a lot of people like to call him Swole Groot, um, you know, because he looked like he kind of looked like a, a, a older teenager that maybe goes to the gym a lot and, and, and uh, flexes a lot. 
Um, I thought he was pretty interesting. I love the fact that there was some interesting stuff that he did. Like he went, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, what is it in uh, it's the Japanese term like for uh, Godzilla and stuff? Um, Gojira? Uh, kaiju. The, the, kaiju. <laughs> he went kaiju mode when he when he grew all big when they landed on the alternate Earth. Yeah, and it was like that separated was... his bark out and stuff. Yeah, to expand yeah, that was out. Hilarious. That, and uh, that was a good. That was a good effect because because Swoboy yeah. looks just look doesn't. So doesn't work. <laughs> I remember we talked about it on on the Christmas special that we all thought it was like a plastic suit and all that. Apparently, it was all CGI on that. All CGI, and it's all, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I said that at the end you... of that podcast, but you didn't believe me. <laughs> I, well, no, I, I mean, but I'm like, how do you make a CGI look like a bad suit? I mean, that's, come on, that's bad. Uh, I do like a lot of what he, like, I mean, he had an incredible moment with him and Quill when they, they kind of uh, made their little, uh, they, they turned the, the ambush into a standoff, right? And uh, yeah. he, you know, Quill tells him, kill them all, and he just starts pulling weapons out of everywhere. I'm like, God, yeah, damn, exactly. That's, Talk about concealed carry. That was the shit right there. He yeah. just well, they never checked him. That was the crazy thing. Like, what? Well, how are you gonna check that? him? How are you gonna it's check like him? Run a metal detector over him. Maybe, maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe his his bark can hide it. Who maybe. knows? I don't know. But I thought it was weird that they never checked him. I guess they figured he had no clothes on, so he had nowhere to hide anything. So exactly. I just thought it was it was great, and I love. I thought it was great too. It got back. This is one where it got back to one of the things I loved in the original one is. There's the scene in the prison break where uh, Raku, uh, Rocket's on his uh, shoulders and they're kind of just doing the spin around and just shooting in all directions. Yep, yep. We I get like two or three of these in this one. Yeah. And it just, that is what, not only do we get that, but he has like eight arms in this one and it's just fucking shooting in all directions and throwing <laughs> shields behind. Yeah. Like, like, Groot is the man, he like, I, I will say that I liked the design of the original uh, uh, first volume Groot better than any of the others. I did, I mean, even better than Baby Groot, Teenage Groot. Even though I liked it, his little ooh, watch your mouth. Um, and then this yeah. one, I, I think I like the other one better. But this is where he kind of came into his own. I was like, oh shit, yeah, that's that's what Groot should be like. When when you know, he's yeah. in action mode, it, yeah, it yeah, really, it really works. I I remember watching the Christmas special and seeing Swole Groot <laughs> and being a little little worried that. I thought, well, maybe they're using this as a transition for Guardians Three. It'll, it'll, you know, he'll, he'll grow a little more. He didn't, although at the very last scene, when we're, you know, the after the after yeah. credit scene, he's he's just this enormous, big, enormous tree. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I wish a lot of people I, like I, he did. I kind of wish that was the group we got in Guardians Three, or at least maybe yeah. after he was decapitated and he put himself <laughs> back, he kind of took on more of that form, and they could have played that a little bit more. Did, did he seem to grow really quickly to to anybody else? Yeah, that was my other. Grown he, in the past? he was he was a youngster, you know. They 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 bounce so, right back. Well, that's probably <laughs> when I, I thought when I was that age. If I fell down, I'd be right back <laughs> it's, up. It's a puberty <laughs> thing or whatever. I like know. I thought maybe that was part of it too, but it seemed yeah. like he went from know. being just a head with a couple tentacles hanging out to. So so this is exactly <laughs> what like, it was. He was a hardwood dude. And he went really soft, and then all of a sudden he was back to a hard dude. You know that 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 is the teenager way. Um, sure. Uh, sorry, Nina, you had to hear that, but that's what it is. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, what I got out of it was is uh, they said because like you know we we went from um, big Groot to baby Groot at the end of uh, volume one, and that was because he literally sacrificed himself and knew that 
the only way to kill him is to burn them all up, which essentially he pretty much did. So all they had was a, a minor twig, so they had to bring him back from that, which they also say now he is a completely different Groot. It's not even the same personality and everything like that. Yeah. So because it was just his head, the rest can grow back quickly like he could because he wasn't oh. destroyed like he was with the big, the big bomb is incense uh from volume one and i was like gotcha. okay I'll, I'll buy that i'll buy that yeah, yeah, made yeah. sense so hey, sure. hey bo you're knocking your mic with your wrist just be a little careful oh i am it's, you know what i think is it it's not my mic it's my phone is kind of uneven so <laughs> oh i mean it seems like you're hanging no you, you hit hanging it with right? your neck you're, yeah you hit it when you scratch your neck is it that's that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. That's the wrong mic. It's, mark, it's mark, not... mic that, mark that one down, and we'll just edit that out. <laughs> no. I, anyways, my, my, um, I didn't realize it was all right. that mic. So, so the, the other, fine. the other big part of with the uh, with Groot is um, it was at the end where we got uh, some different words from Groot, and I wanted to get your guys' take on this because I heard a couple different takes on it. Um, at the very end, when they're all doing their 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 final goodbyes and we're going our own ways. We get Groot, he says, I love you guys. Yep. And we finally hear something out of his mouth other than uh, I am Groot. I, but I want to know what you guys think of that. What What is your, your thoughts? I, didn't, I did not like it. I didn't think it came off <laughs> right. But I did like when Gamora suddenly thought that she heard him understand. And then my daughter, she talked to me about it. And she said, well, she took it as the audience comprehending yeah, comprehending that, that was, it and, that's what I, thought. and I liked that interpretation oh that. like an overdubbed well just like yep. like they were letting the audience and I like that interpretation but I don't think they pulled it off right so so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna still side with the fact that I thought it was <laughs> out of place but I do get well I, get and the, I'll, I'll say I understand that. I'll say the sentiment too. sorry go ahead Steve sorry. I just say I do understand the sentiment I just don't think it played out right I thought it felt um yeah out, out of place forced yeah okay I I will say it felt out of place for me because it's and, and maybe it's my ability to listen or my ability to whatever, you know, to, to pick pick these things out of, of the audio. But it's the only time in any of the movies that Groot has been in that I was like, oh, that's Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's Vin Diesel. Yeah, I recognize that voice. Like, it ruined so, it for me. It ruined so it what you really what you really wanted to hear was like, oh, we're all family. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been, that would have been weird. <laughs> I'd be a quarter of a mile at the time. <laughs> the things I do for my country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Nina, do you have any input on that? or? I, no, I, I, agree with, uh, I agree with Steve's daughter, honestly. Um, I mean, That's I, a good take. I like that. Yeah, because it was like nobody else, I think... I think uh, Quill, at least, would have said, hey, you're speaking English, buddy. And that he didn't kind yeah. of suggested to me that, like, right. yeah. we're, we're in Gamora's ear, so to speak. Well, and, and maybe that might have been, uh, you know, the, the camera could have been, like, had an ear in the foreground or something like that just to kind of let the audience in on it. I just thought it... it, it... See, I, I caught it the same way... Uh, your daughter did. Um, yeah. I it, right away. Okay. I, I was like, I was like, oh shit, we're part of the family now. We're yeah. part of the guardian. Yeah, that was I, that was my thought, and I. And, and it was mean, set up with the Gamora stuff. The yeah. the Gamora stuff, I fell right into it. I just didn't fall into it with this, and I wish somehow I did because I like that idea. Um, I, I might don't I might have a stronger opinion when I see it again because I've just seen it the one time. 
Uh, but I, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't think it didn't take me out of it or anything. I thought it was like, oh, that's nice. And, oh, I, and, I, I was absolutely the opposite. I was like, oh shit, that's how you end it. You finally say the audience is now brought into the family, and yeah. that's, and maybe, maybe it was Vin Diesel, you know, pulling through me. It was like, oh yeah, we're all, <laughs> you know, uh, you don't need us. You you're said inter, you're, you're inner Vin Diesel. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's we share the hairdo, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Nina, you mentioned that when you see it again, maybe it'll have a, a different effect. I, I saw it a second time, and in both, for me, the first two thirds of the movie are are exceptional, and the the yeah. last third, I had had trouble with the first time I saw it, and the second time I saw it, it was amplified. So I liked the oh. first two thirds, even more, unbelievable, <laughs> and I was frustrated as hell about the about the last last oh, third and, okay. and where it went. So. Huh. I, I don't know. I um, I understand I that because I was I was a little bit the same. I the first two the first two thirds I was really like the same way. I was like, oh my god, this is great. And then I, at the end, I was kind of like, how much longer do I got? Okay, another action scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, see, see now I thought that the the first two thirds it was they were they kept retreading the same ground. Like they could have combined these two. Mm. heists essentially into mm -hmm. one big one and cut the movie down by like at least half an hour they they oh, certainly could have gotten away with a lot of trimming yeah. overall the whole movie and it probably i think it could have come across better um but 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 right. james gunn has this tendency like I, one of the reasons why i struggled with it with the climax i know we were talking about characters but just just to kind of focus a little bit on the pacing was you know there's a certain urgency when that explosion happens on the big ship at the end and and instead kind of, of not. I, I, exactly instead well instead of building on that urgency, or James Gunn kind of goes into almost slow motion when when yeah. rockets wandering through for dramatic effect yes but it loses the 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 energy or the 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 dire nature of what's going on and so I couldn't get a I couldn't get my footing in the in the end it yeah. just felt like it was dragging it was very for, fractured it was yeah it was more for for dramatic effect and screw the screw the pacing for the climax let's let's well, focus on the drama trope. here so huh it's such a trope at the same time yeah. okay <laughs> and, like, and I I mean, well it's like the trope is got to go back for the animals we're gonna risk our lives like we could get out no problem but we got to go back for the cat we got to go back you know okay so you know you know what that is I don't no, okay. No, you go, Nina. Go, Nina. <laughs> I mean, that was that was the point. No, that of was course it was the point. They, but that they had to go back for the for the animals. It was a trope, yes. But I think in this in this case, it was less about like it's it's more than a it trope. It was less about, but it's our cat. It was more about you know all living things deserve. Yeah. Dignity so at, so here's know. what here's what it is. James Gunn is a, a vegetarian, along with his wife. He's a very big PETA uh, supporter, a very big animal uh, lover. Oh really? So this was this was his PETA movie movement. Oh. Okay, so this was his statement. Um, I I'm all for it. Um, I fuck you know I I am a sucker for animals. So when when Rocket went back and and opened up that cage with all those little baby raccoons, even though I hate baby raccoons, just from my own personal experience at my house, uh, <laughs> uh, I was like fuck. Oh my god, I would I would snag yeah. every one of those animals up. The little kangaroo, all of them. I was just like I was all for it. The one thing I did not like, and I think it was a a a failure. Is when they all were coming running out, and then the other the the group on the other side on the, on the celestial head on nowhere, they throw the monkey and it starts ripping the girl's face. I was like, 
You just had this moment of saving all these fucking animals, and then you show one go fucking wild and start scratching yeah. some. I, I was like, yeah. that was a that was the one that like, I you know what would have been better is to have that monk give her a fucking huge ass hug, like, oh my yeah. god, you just saved me. Don't have it go wild. Yeah. That was the only failure in that whole thing. But I was I was behind it one hundred percent. I would have left I, the yub yub kids and saved the animals first. I, I, but the, and think about Rocket's journey too. At this point, he's saying that. He's gonna sacrifice himself. He doesn't care. This is mm-hmm. this is more important. If it means he's gonna die on this ship, he's gonna die trying because that's where he's become as a character. And I think that's total. Yeah. I'm on I'm on board with that. Even if it is James Gunn wanting to, you know, defend. That's just what people were saying. Like I don't. I I, I think I, it is part I, of Rocket's yeah, story for sure. I think it really works yeah. with Rocket's story. I didn't have a problem with that. To me, it was just the pacing that seemed. Yeah. Oh, dis- oh God, it disjointed was disjointed at the end. Uh, yeah. Where I all the so, kids come running out. Five seconds, you know, five minutes later, all the animals yeah. come running. Yeah, it yeah. was like, wait, two minutes ago, you showed the whole side of that ship just blowing up. Yeah. Like, I'm like, come on. It, yeah. Well, that's where Cosmo comes in. Cosmo, well, I mean, Cosmo can't stop, the, but you can't stop the rest of the ship from blowing up. It's just holding the, the, the line there to. Maybe he like, can hold the whole ship together. Maybe that's how it's. It's a she. Don't, don't misgender that dog. All right, well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she can hold the whole thing together. Like even hold pieces that you know things that are trying to come apart. Maybe maybe she could hold them together. Who knows? Yeah. It could be. I wish you could have seen me laugh there. His bro. voice box right. is a gender <laughs> female, whereas, yeah, you know, I think we talked about this during the, the holiday special. But yeah, uh, no, it, yeah, they, they they changed it from the the comics, but I think it works. Oh, perfectly. it's a boy in the comics. It's a male yeah. in the comics. Oh, well, I it's, know. Well, it's based it's based on an actual. Yeah, dog. it's based on the actual cosmonaut dog. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Of course. And, and isn't it the, Borat's daughter that does the voice? It's Borat's yes. daughter. And yeah. She, she's oh, really? Yes. Yeah, no yes. idea. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, not yeah. from the movie. But... Yeah, uh, right, right. It yeah. is. Let me see. Maria Bakalova. Right. Yeah, no, the one from uh, the Borat sequel. Did you see that? Yeah. No, I have not. Yeah, she, not she, Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, daughter, but she was, no. she Borat. Was, yeah, she, she was the one that got creeped on by. Rudy Giuliani. And <laughs> yeah. She's probably not the only one, an but. Abs- uh, an absolutely fearless actress. I would have been like, yeah. you know yeah. what? Movie's over. <laughs> yeah. Take a it's uh, Maria, Maria Bakalova. Yeah, she did a great job. I, I, I thought, you know, Cosmo was great. All right. Um, <laughs> so, okay, that was. <laughs> we were talking about Groot, but, anyways. I wanted to get into Sorry. the next. The, no, no, this is fine. This is this is what we do. We discuss and then we go off on tangents. Uh, <laughs> Nebula is uh, the next who kind of was a, a a guardian at the end of two. Um, big part of the guardians now. Um, I I love her as as a character. I love her as an actress too. Uh, Jumanji, uh, the new Jumanji movies. I I think oh, she's yeah. incredible in. I think oh, she's really? so she's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, have you not seen the new Jumanjis? Not yet, no. no. Do yourself a favor. The, oh my god. The, the first not, one's the classic. First, yeah. I was gonna say the first one, welcome to the The jungle. first one is is so good. I was Claire wanted to see it. Parts of like, it on an airplane. Eh, maybe. whatever. But yeah, I ended up really liking it. I've seen it probably ten times. I mean oh, it is really? I, yeah, it's one of those ones that me and Sierra will sit down, my daughter Sierra will sit it's down fun. and watch. It's fun. Jack Black uh, is yeah, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah Jack Black. Jack Black is Jack, Jack Black is surprisingly restrained, actually. Like, <laughs> True. Um, like but anyways, Nebula... Tropic Thunder is kind of restrained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he plays... You know, he the, plays a girl. You know the basic plot, right? 
Yeah, they get switched up to be different people because it's a video game and something happens yeah. to the right. to the video but, game thing. But it, yeah. it it's like the the cute popular girl gets into Jack Black's body. Right. And you know, like it could have been So it's like, Jack Black playing a a seventeen year old uh cheerleader, basically. Yeah, but <laughs> but he doesn't play her dumb, he doesn't play her ditzy, yeah. he doesn't play her over sex, he just plays her, you know, I mean It's great. It's it great. Is. He does a great there's there's this. I don't want to give too much away. Just watch it. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> Jamon, that that might be one we need to cover, Steve. We're we're not uh, here to spoil anyway. that movie though. We're here to spoil Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> Nebula uh, is a is to me one of the the. She's almost one of the cornerstones now of the team. Where, you know, we talk a lot of, of the different you know, uh, rockets the heart. Uh, Mantis is you know the the empathy. You know, Drax is the muscle and <laughs> the lack of brain. Uh, Nebula seems to be that 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 uh, relative that you're like, oh my god. Sometimes you just drive me nuts, but I I couldn't do this without you. They're a little callous, but but they know how to get the job done. Is that kind of... yeah? Right. Well, yeah. She's like the, the sandpaper. One huh? Sandpaper. I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's rough on the edges, but you're like, but I need that sometimes, you yeah. know. And, and she's the one that kind of holds it together when everybody's losing their shit. You're like, oh, you're the duct one tape. That, like, <laughs> there you go. She's the duct tape of the family. Um, but it's it's interesting because of you know the first one she was kind of a villain. The second one she was half villain, half not villain. Um, you know, I, one of my fa <laughs> my favorite scenes from the second one is when you know the whole thing about the I don't even know what I can't remember what the piece of fruit is or a vegetable that she's trying to eat and they keep telling her not to eat it and she thinks they're just telling her not to eat it because they don't want her to have anything and then then it turns out it's not ripe you know and yeah. it's just one of those it's one of those fucking funny long-term <laughs> jokes but in this it just um this is one where you know one of the things i thought about i almost did a, a drink called black eyes because we get the scene where where quill is still trying to hit on and, and talk to gamora and gamora's like you sound more like you're talking about her and then he starts kind of looking at her and getting the moon eyes and she's like quit looking at me like that you, should, you know <laughs> but it's one of those things where i think Deep down, secretly, she almost, you know, she almost loves Quill. Has a little bit of a crush know. on him, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it might be one of those, like, um, you know, I know, it's like it's like a cousin. You're like, oh, God, I love you because you're my cousin. And then you kind of like, oh, but I shouldn't love you because you're my cousin, kind of. She, you know? she had some tremendous uh, growth in Endgame at the beginning when she stuck with uh, mm -hmm. Tony Stark and they're playing football. Oh, that whole yeah. sequence, I thought, yeah. was was absolutely brilliant from that movie um, and they were able to to benefit from that in in this movie as well kind of use that as continued character growth where she's yeah. a little bit more kind of like she's she's dealing with the death of her own father kind of a lot of big the big transition there but but she's taking on certainly more of a, a leadership but role on this team she's also that character that like i don't care about anybody right i i'm never going to show my emotions yeah. And in this, there's a scene where uh, Rocket uh, actually, it, you know, he comes to, but he, the, only half the team know, and, and uh, Drax and, and uh, Mantis and Nebula are still on the other ship. And he comes across and says something. And they show Nebula, like, almost lose, like, almost start to cry kind of thing. Like, she's she's so relieved that he's still alive. 
Like you actually feel like, oh my gosh, how much she's attached to these people. And they do it throughout the thing where, where, where certain people get hurt and she, you kind of see her react a little bit emotionally. And it's like, they give her some feelings in this. And, oh my God, it's so good. Um, like you said, it's, it's a very uh, growth of a character that we see through the... I, I think she has probably the biggest growth from from volume one to volume three, essentially, if you yeah. think about all the people. I think that's fair, um, unless you talk about Gamora, who really, it's not about growth, it's more about a different a different Gamora. So I, that, yeah, I don't know if that's even growth. That's, that's probably a... discounted, and, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. and people would argue that Groot's not the same. It's a different, it's a different... Uh, it is a Groot, and I don't think he, I don't think he grew. I think he, he regressed. And I think well, Gamora, if you say that, I think they regressed. I think they were better people in, in season one, or volume one. Yeah, Drax yeah, is, is almost the same. Rocket is almost the same. I mean, but... Um, yeah, I agree. True, true. I agree Gamor- yeah. uh, that uh, that she shows the most growth. Yeah, yeah, and and you're right. I think she's she's like the she's like the friend that you have. That's like I'm not sentimental. I don't care about any of this. But yeah. in the end, like she does. She's the one. She picks up Quill when he's drunk, and she yeah. You know, you know she she complains the whole time, but she's with them and goes and does what needs to be done. You know, <laughs> it's. It's funny, like, I heard a review and somebody's like, oh, this is about, uh, it's like, I didn't like this because, you know, everybody's just being mean to each other all the time. It's like, no, they're saying mean things. They're being real. You know, they're, they're, they're helping each other and they're working as a team, but they're just, they're just complaining about it, you know? You know, you know what this needs? I, I know you guys know this because you were at the age of it, but do you remember MTV's Real World? Yes. Right, the opening. What happens when you stop, you know, being fake and get real? <laughs> you know, this is that's her, Nebula. She's the one. <laughs> True <Yeah>. story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so uh, someone explained it as, as she's kind of the den mom of the team. And I, I, I started thinking about when you guys were talking about it. And really, I feel more she's, she's, she's the father character of the team, right? And you think about it, you know, it, the, 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 stereotype of a father right and i'm not trying to put everybody in this group but they 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 don't show their emotions they yeah. they are steadfast in what they do they're always there to protect everybody underneath of their umbrella right and that's her and and she just she just lives that moment and she doesn't she doesn't show her emotions she she shuts them down and and, and packs them away uh and then you know when 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 something happens where that emotion goes she 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 does it away from everybody and and doesn't let it show. Yeah, uh, that's her in in a nutshell. She also had two characters with Rocket and Peter Quill. Peter Quill was basically turned into kind of a drunken, uh, absent leader, and and Rocket yeah. got uh, got taken out at the beginning. Um, so so she had to she kind of stepped up into stepped that, up into, the, yeah. into that like you say father figure role. I think that's fair. No. I to me it would I didn't dawn on me until you guys started talking about her like how she was doing things and I was like oh my god I've heard that explained as like fathers do is where you know they hide their emotions but they you know to to protect the family kind of thing and that was her so mm-hmm. yeah. um, um sorry I, I don't know if you touched on this I had to step away for a minute but um did you guys talk about how she seems a little angrier than she she has in previous movies at least in my opinion. I didn't think she was bitter. I don't think she was angrier. I think it was about the same. It just it was more upfront because she was closer to the team. 
right? Is so that that. that huh? Well, think about it. She was ang- she was always angry. She's never not been angry, but now it's more directed directly at them in a a personable level where before it was like I'm gonna kill you. Now it's like you fucking idiot. I'm not gonna kill you, but I'm just gonna call right. you an idiot. And so yeah, no, we did talk a little bit of how her br- abruptness is with the, with the team, and, yeah. uh, okay. and I, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna shift over now to to Mantis, who was a, another new kind of member from the the end of two. Um, what did you guys think of Mantis's role? Now I know she got a, a big upplay in the the holiday special, and it kind of carried over into what it was in this. Uh, just a general what you guys think about mantis and, and how she is i thought there was a moment where she 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 seemed to kind of step into her own when she when she challenges uh nebula i think in the scene when when nebula's kind of dissing on Dra- drax and she stands up for him and i think that was a big part of her realization that she needed to to step away from to be from something. the guardians and try to figure out a little bit more who she was because mm-hmm. she kept kind of playing off in in, in their shadow but i thought that was a, a powerful moment for her when she uh, had that exchange with with nebula and then she yeah, had yeah. to kind of t- you know take take away drac's memory so his he his feelings weren't no okay <laughs> i thought that was i thought that was a fucked up scene okay because they always talk about how the being real and this and that and she literally went back right on her fucking word and goes nope i'm not gonna let you know i was mean to you yep i was like no that's, no that's... i thought it was i thought it was questionable too but i still thought uh, I, that's and that's that's a fair assessment, but I thought uh, it was that that's how you know it played that out, did? and I thought it was a powerful scene, even though even that despite cemented that, so. the fact that she realizes that Drax is, and he can't function unless he's he's in that mode of I'm a dummy and I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. That, that, that that to me, and I, I'll, I'll put this right out here. Seemed to do okay when he was not being a dummy. So I, <laughs> I'm going to put this out here personally. Mantis and Drax are my least favorite of the team of really? the movies. Yeah, I uh, I don't like the characters. They don't do anything for me. Um, I think Drax is the most useless character in the whole fucking film, personally, and that's saying a lot because I think Mantis is pretty weak, also. But I mean, the two of them are together now. Now I never saw. I I shouldn't say I never saw this, but it never really made. It didn't make sense to me. Some people were saying that there there was a a love interest or love kind of connection between Drax and Mantis. I saw that in Volume 2 a little bit. Um, And in the Christmas special, I thought, too. A little bit. Mm, I didn't see it. (laughs) And that's what... I I mean, I'll be be blunt. I didn't see it. I I, I thought... um, You know, I thought Drax kind of looked at her a bit as, you know, he said, you remind me of my daughter. Yes. Except for ugly. And, yeah. <laughs> Except for ugly. You are hideous. Yeah. Yes. And so I kind of yeah. see that that's where their relationship comes from. But, you know, I think it's Drax is, I mean, he's just so thoughtless. Yes. And I think she's nice to everybody. Yes. Overly. Except for, except for him because... In a way, she knows he can take it, and also kind of like, well, how's that feel, big guy? Well, <laughs> you know, and she can yeah. just wipe his memory whenever the fuck she wants. She manipulates yeah. him like a 
Yeah, that's a bad relationship. But yeah, I, I mean, I, but when you talked about the ugly, you know, that reminded me of Volume Two. Why I think I thought there was kind of a little bit of a love interest, in, and that's true. It reminded me of two, you know, a boy and a girl on on the oh, playground yeah. in in the in grade school. I hit you because yeah. I like you. Exactly, and so maybe like that, that's the what I was. Tales in the inkwell. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what it, that's what that's it reminded making me. Making it sound super old, of course, but yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they weren't certainly Drax to me was had had really. Had not much going on in this movie, and well, Mantis, I was more interested in, in in some moments, but other times it just felt a little. Um, I, I think, and, and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna shift off Mantis a little bit in okay. Drax. Uh, Drax got a little bit of a, a a final upgrade in this to me, and they did it through verbal description, and and it, it actually came from Nebula, um, and she finally nailed it in what Drax was, and this is I think the the and the reason I go into this is because I think this is his relationship with Mantis is he is a father, he is a protector at the highest level. Yeah, yeah. He is he is he's gonna be like when I when I think of Drax, uh, this image of a um, it's weird, but an image of a duck comes into my mind, and oh, the reason why let me a play duck. it out here here All listen right. to this listen to this is so. There's a picture of a duck who's who's sat over the top of her ducklings and spreads her wings so they're not getting rained on. Oh. And it's it's that ultimate I'm going to give up my body to protect you even though it's just rain, right? And ducks are waterproof, but it's this duck hovering over <laughs> the ducklings protecting them. And to me it that's what Drax is is he is that he is that I am going to put my body in front of all those that I care for and all those I protect. And I think this comes a lot from me because, I mean, I don't know if you guys, I mean, you guys have all heard, Nina, but you guys have heard my stories of how I've thrown my body in front of, of uh, bears and dogs and cars and shit <laughs> to protect my friends and family. Yeah. That is what he does. He, he will sacrifice himself in a second to protect those that he loves. And that's what his his relationship with this mantis, and they, they say it in the end, and she's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off. And he's like, but... I need you because you know I need to go with you because you're weak and I need to protect you. Yeah. And yeah. And then Nebula comes in and is like, no, I need you here because you are my father and I need you to help me protect these children. Right. And so, I hate Drax as a character in these. I think he's weak. I just don't like him. I don't think his humor is that funny. But that moment touched me, and I was like, all right, I'll give him a break. And I think it's interesting you're using the you're using the word father, which is what they did in the movie. But we also just talked about Nebula kind of taking on that father mm -hmm. figure role. But there's there's kind of a difference here, and I th I think you call it out: father as protector rather than father as role model or leader. Or yes. Something. Yeah, and and there is a difference there in in how Drax and is stepping into that He's that protector father. Mode. Yeah. He's yeah. that protector father, and 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 I'm well, and and I don't I know you probably Steve. I know you've probably seen this both. Whenever I'm out with my friends, I go into that Drax mode where. Uh, when we're walking along the street, I puff up in front of everybody to make sure that, hey, these are under my protection. Don't fuck with them. <laughs> that is Drax. Um, and, and, and that's that that's that father protector figure. And, and there's certain people with that mentality. And, and, and my God, right. I probably should say it. But, yeah, we're not always the smartest. But that's uh, what we do. Uh, different from Nebula, who is that father figure who is like, I'm going to I'm going to lead you to the right path. I'm going to I'm going to lead you and I'm going to protect you by leading you where Drax is, I'm just going to put my body in front of you. I'm the shield. And so, yeah, I think that that's that Mantis Drax interaction. So 
I was just curious on what your guys' thought on those two because I personally they are my weakest of the of the guardians. It's you know, I never I never thought of it, but yes, I I have a tendency. I, I I never thought of them as being the weakest, but yeah, I can't think of another weaker couple or a, a weaker pair of characters. They're not really. I mean, they're not a couple, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some I people think, think they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just can't think of. I mean, out of the out of the movies. I mean, there's some people yeah. in the. There's there's some people in the um, like the the series and stuff that might be yeah movie, yeah. But but, but I mean, you just movies. in general like their characters and 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 I mean, I just I don't understand. I mean, people some people think Drax is hilarious and some people Drax is their favorite character and I was like, I I understand he has some dry weird humor and and people some people love it like we had the the the. Was it the dragnuts or what do they call the zargnuts? Zargnuts. There's there's the joke in the beginning where you know Quill. That's pretty Quill, funny actually. And, and he's like, no, there's no more, and then he eats one. Yeah. Uh, or that yeah. whole like, if I stand really still, I'm invisible. Like, I get those are supposed to be jokes. I just didn't find him as funny. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, but I mean, humor's pretty oh. subjective. I mean, it's and and. You know, I, I'm with you. I don't find it particularly funny. I see why it's funny. But, you know, there's some of the things I find funny. I know other people aren't. Do you think I'm funny? Do I <laughs> Sorry, I just watched Goodfellas yesterday. I had it on the background while doing some cooking. Funny, um, that's awesome. Well, funny, like, funny like a clown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, I like some of the, some, you know, like... Uh, in Guardians 1, when, uh, it's a dirty joke, but when Quill says, <laughs> if you put a black light in here, it would look like a... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... It's True. Like, there's, there, there's a couple of bits of knowledge that you have to know to get yeah. that joke, but right. I thought it was hilarious. I and, did, too. You know, but, and I, you know, sailed right over Claire's head, thank God. Right, right, right. But, <laughs> well, you know, that comes for a number of reasons. But, You're right. like, thank God she doesn't know what that means. Yeah, but but she thinks Drac is hilarious. So really, you know okay. You well, know, a lot of the like, humor and in she thinks, it, and she thinks Manus is hilarious. You know, uh, a lot so, of the humor in the in the Guardians kind of derives from that. You know, it's a, it's a clique from high school. It's it's a group of misfits that are hanging out, and it derives kind of its its humor from there. So it doesn't have to be very intellectual. A lot of times, it's really <laughs> it's it's really it's, lame. Here's the thing. But it but it's and I, and, but there's more to it. It's that family. It's you know it's the Vin Diesel family. That's what drives it yeah. sometimes. It's just knowing these and, characters. And, and it, I and I think James Gunn like finds both kind of things funny. Like I think he right, has right. you know his he's his a kid at heart. Well, his background's in trauma films, which is right the most juvenile juvenile humor. Oh really? And, <laughs> you know, and so. I think he understands like that kind of humor, but he also likes stuff that's a little more, you know, played out, you know, that you have to kind of wait for and, and it's more sophisticated. So I think there's, it, there's a lot of different levels of humor and it's, you know, like you said, it's like, I, I may not find Rax funny, but someone does. I was going to say, there's a, <laughs> I, so I know, I know there's a bunch of 12 year olds laughing. Yeah. <laughs> And he's I have, part I of the. Theory, I have a theory on this, but go ahead. Sorry, excuse me, Steve. Sorry. I just said he's part of the equation, though. Sometimes, if you take, if you take one of these characters out, even even if you're, you know, things aren't aren't the same type of humor. It's it's like, hearing a joke like that, even though it may not work, it works for the, 
for the the group of them, and so it makes you laugh more just because it's yeah, it, it true helps define the group. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. sorry. Well, Go my ahead. theory on why <laughs> on the kind of people that think Drax is funny and a good character, it's clearly uh, people who watch WWE because that's his, <laughs> that's his origin. So yeah, everybody that has they're... a mentality of watching uh, fake wrestling probably thinks Drax is funny. So that's where that's where he gets his <laughs> you. You're gonna isolate fifty percent of our uh, our audience, so there goes. I don't think fifty percent. I, I, <laughs> hey, if you're in our audience, Noah, what's the email address? Email us and let us know you're a wrestling fan, and I'll take yeah. it back. If one person emails us and says, "I'm a big WWE fan and I love Dave Bautista, uh, whatever his character was," then yeah. I will. I think I will it's just Dave Bautista. Apology. Yeah. So that's the I'll dot write a personal H-W-S-I. apology email to you for saying that, but I, I yeah. doubt we'll get one person. Yeah, that's the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. I'd love to see Bo eat his words just to get an email. Um, just, exactly, just to get an email. Uh, so one of the other funny things is with Mantis, uh, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but every time they fell or had any kind of scene where there was a fall in it, Landed on her fucking head. Oh my god! Oh my god! Brutal. Every well, single and time. When, when they're all flying through space, she's the one that's just like she's like flipping yeah. around, doing all sorts of, of like has zero like. So when they, I, I just watched it again today. So when they drop her into the pit, right? When they drop the three of them into the pit with the the um the battery eating beast, I can't think of their names. She goes straight down on her fucking head. Yeah. Like literally, I was like. I, I mean, you couldn't even have thrown a, bo- a real body in and had him like a stuntman couldn't have done that and fucking walked away. It literally had to be a dummy. And so I was just like, uh, it made me laugh a little bit because it adds to Mantis like literally being just a joke. Although she did have some pretty <laughs> cool like fucking jump kick things that she was doing in some of the she fights. She did have some I was... cool stuff. She did have some cool moves. Yeah. I agree. So I, I they gave her a little bit. All right, well, let's move on to that. So now, um, I mean, we've we've got three left, right? And and let, let's get let's go in order of, of importance here. So we're gonna start with Gamora, right? We Wait we have who's whose order of importance? Yours? Mine. Or... Yes, mine. Okay. It, it should <laughs> be everybody. It, it See, should be everybody. That's why you're the host, Noah. You're the that's host. Why Noah. If the audio goes out, <laughs> if the audio goes out, we can't we can't continue the podcast. We have to pause because. You, know, you make those big decisions. It, well, I'm, I'm just going with the way this movie. You're was our father movie. figure, Noah. You know. Yeah. So, so Gamora, um, it, it's not our original Gamora. It's not the 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 in love with Peter Quill, and they're in a, a couple. No, right. it's, it, it's old school Gamora, who's like, and dude, haggard, bad hair, Gamora too. Oh, right. dude. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I watched this and I was looking at her hair. I was like. Could they have not, like, thrown a comb through that? I mean, what the fuck? It looked so bad. She was a, what do you call it? She was a Ravager, right? She was a, a wannabe Ravager. Oh, there you to, go, there you go. According yeah. to Peter, yeah. she's not a Ravager. He is, and she's He not. is, yeah. <laughs> true, and the, true. And, the, and then she and her sister kind of growl whenever they pass. Just yeah. Kinda, that, it's that almost was, like yeah. they're trying Urr. to... Yeah. <laughs> like, we're tough. Um, I, you know... Um, this, this was a downgrade as far as the character went from enjoyability, and I don't know if it was intended to be that way just in general, but she didn't bring much to the story. Uh, I know there was the whole Quill trying to pick up on her the whole time and her fighting it off, but it really didn't add anything to the story. I was kind of like, okay, I'm done with this. I am personally oh, really? glad that they didn't reverse it somehow, and, and all of a sudden she she sees this 
you know, oh yeah, I can see why I fell in love with him. That would and have been was, a trope. Yeah, that that's that yeah. was and true. I think, and I'm glad they didn't go with that. I, I'm glad they stuck with the, you know, the like, no, no, she's uh, she's not having you. She's she wants to be a rabbiter. She doesn't do with Peter Quill. Um, so I I, I like that she part don't of it. Peter Quill. She don't want that Peter. Yeah, not that <laughs> so, Peter. I, I agree. I agree. I wasn't that invested in Gamora as as a character, but I thought the effect it had on Peter throughout this movie helped really drive his. Shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Our Lord. Sorry, it, I, I, I set that emotion. I apologize. <laughs> it, it wasn't even that. I, I oh, thought okay. about the scene where um, they first meet up with her, and, and Nebula and, and Peter Quill were talking, and he's like, why didn't you tell me? And he goes, because I didn't want you to overwreck it. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes into this high pitch. And I was like, <laughs> she's like, that, motherfucker. Yeah. And I was just like, it made me think of that right away. And I was like, yeah, that. It it played well for the story, but yeah, she had very little to do with like like she could have been not part of the story and it would have been fine. I mean, it's it's it kind of put Gunn in a difficult position because she's not the same, and it's like right. Well, we can, you know, quick step through the, uh, you know, like you said, go for the trope like they're meant to be with each other. Yeah. Quick step through the yeah, like you're love right. Love conquers all. Love conquers yeah, all. Love conquers Come on, we all. know that. <laughs> right. Or he could do what he did and, you know, which she's a different person. She's at a different stage. Peter's at a different stage in his life. Yeah. So it's not going to work out, which is probably, I guess, more realistic in some ways. So, and interesting in its own way, but also they didn't have a lot of time to go into it. <laughs> I think he did an incredible job. I didn't realize that he was shoehorned. I didn't they decided he was shoehorned like his story with Gamora and, and Peter was going and then in and, and then Infinity War they go nah we're gonna fucking kill her yeah. and he had nothing yeah. to do he's like oh but um you know I had some plans for that and they're like yeah you know fuck your plans I so yeah. um I think that's tough. I think know, it gave for him. it gave Peter Quill the opportunity to shine a little more and I because I, I I think that Infinity War and Endgame and and Love and Thunder his character was was he was overshadowed in so many things where he didn't get to to show off who Star Lord really was in kind of his his weird screwed up way. You know, but, even when he changed his voice to try and be like Thor. Well, there was the there was <laughs> there was the scene where you do it again. You, you know, just when, change your voice again. Sorry. When they're no, when they're on that that organic planet or whatever that is with Nathan Fillion and 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 he oh, has oh. to he has to kind of charm the the. Oh, that was great. And and it gives him an opportunity to kind of totally foil the situation, prove that you know he did. He's not just, he's not just dumb. I mean, I think he even says it at the end when he finally breaks into the computer. He's like, yeah, you know. And I liked that because I, liked, I knew she was into me. Yeah, I liked <laughs> that. That was the Peter Quill. That was the Star Lord yeah. I wanted to see again, and it had been a while. Yes. So you're yeah. right. You know, it, it, okay, good. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say you're right. That is that is a good point because in the first one he wasn't really in love with with Gamora. It kind of he was the the swagger of Peter Quill, and this brought him back a little bit. You're right. Good job. Mm -hmm. Good call there, Steve. <laughs> well, thank you. Did 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 I miss it? And Nathan Fillion was in another movie other than this one, or is this the first? He, one he's, he been he's been he's been a voice actor or part of the both of the first two. Um, but not Guardians. as not as not as a character not no 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 not as a character character. But I think. I don't know if it was he was cut from the first two or the first one, but he, he had he had parts in him, but he just didn't make it. He's a 
he's in a lot of James Gunn stuff. And so uh, this was one of those ones where everybody's like, oh, he's going to make a, a bit. And then he, we, he shows up as a character and we're like, yeah. oh, fuck, yeah. And it's, it's, he's a good character, too. I think, I think he, oh, he plays, just the way he talks, it, like, we all have one of those in our group. Dude, that is one of the best jokes. <laughs> that is actually. I know. Yeah, where he's fun. coming back, like, they, they slowly work it into the whole thing. They're like, yeah, we all have one of those in our group. Yeah. And, like, makes the eye, the head nod. Like, yeah, this motherfucker over here. Like, I like you. You're doing a great <laughs> job. But this motherfucker, I was just no. It, it is so so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I believe he was he was all the way back into Slither, which is another James Gunn movie. I think oh, that's really? where he started yeah. with. Yeah, and so yeah, I believe he was in the other uh, Guardians. I don't know if if it made final cuts, but he was in both of them as as a character. And I think he got oh, cut. Oh wow, I had no idea. Yeah, I think they might have been voice things, uh, but he, he, he uh, like, yeah. So I'm he, surprised they don't work his his Firefly character, like. Oh God, that would be so cool. Because it's a space thing, right? Like how <laughs> how easy Fuck. would that be? And you know how many people would be so excited because they would lose their fucking minds. That yeah. is one of those shows that like the entire world is like, why was this fucking canceled? How did you not bring this shit back? Um, yeah. Did you did you guys ever watch his show Castle? No, I never really totally got into it, but uh, there, there was there was a Halloween episode where he and his daughter in the show were going to a party, and he comes out dressed as Mal from Firefly. Oh, right. yeah. And his and his daughter's like, "What's that supposed to be?" He's like, "I don't know. It's kind of like a space cowboy kind of character." <laughs> I think it's dumb. And <laughs> oh, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> That, that, that was good. before that's Deadpool, so, uh, yeah. so you don't break through the fourth wall. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that was I. I really liked that whole that whole scene with on the the I don't know what do you call that the the bio bio uh, asteroid planet whatever it is something bio satellite. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I'll tell you this. It's it was one of those. It's like, all right, it's a cool idea. They carried it off well, but at the same time, I'm like, this is so gross. I can't. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, every time they, like, they landed and it looked like the texture of skin and stuff yes. was, like, pussy. And I'm like, the hair was coming out. Yeah. Ugh, I, there was a lot of that, too. I was the same way. But I thought it, I thought the, like, I liked the battle. Like, Nathan Fillion, can't even say his name now. Fillion, uh, right? Nathan Fillion, his character was so funny in that as, oh, as yeah. the commander, and just not even a big character, right? Just like he was probably he's probably like a I would call him almost a third build villain. If you, like if he's you look not at, a supporting actor. He would not. He would not get. No, no, no. If if no. if if he were to be nominated, wouldn't it be as a supporting actor. It'd be as like a guest or something. It, right? It'd like, be as like uh, best extra. <laughs> so, yeah. And those outfits no, it, were so funny. Oh my god, so <laughs> hilarious! It was like uh, if you took a fat suit and just put some rubber bands on it and made it like look yeah. like something like armor. Yeah, it was like a fat suit armor. It, I, just, I, yeah, at first time I saw it, I thought those were character. That that was like a, the 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 species or something like that. And then they take right. off their helmet and they've all got you know they're all different. You know species what it kind of reminded me of? Weird. It kind of reminded me of. The Michelin I was name? trying to, I was trying to think of it until and, and, and until we started talking about it, it, didn't really place it, but in the Fifth Element, the policeman. Oh right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The policeman big... in the Fifth Element, like those oversized, kind of like, 
body armor or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it was good. I I, I really liked it, and I mean. We got a pretty fun fight scene in that too, where they're all battling and first they're kicking ass, and then all of a sudden it, it shifts. And that's, I mean, that's one of the times we thought uh, Drax was going to get killed, where he gets shot twice. Uh, you know, Nebula even steps down. I mean, it's 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 a pretty cool one. Of the, <laughs> we also got one of the other things in there. Uh, another running joke in this is uh, group crash lands the fucking uh, the Bowie right. They're they're they they kept up right. the name of the ship, the Bowie, in there. And he's like, "Am I, uh, you know, I am Groot?" And he goes, "Yes, that that was kind of cool, you know, the the whole the whole everything they do. <laughs> did that look cool? Did like look everything, cool? Did yeah, that look cool, did that look <laughs> yeah." Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny because it it held through through the whole thing. Um, I want to get in. Okay, so now we've we've talked a little bit about uh, uh, Gamora. Let's get into Peter Quill because I we, then we have to get Is into he the Rocket. last one. No, no, Rock. Oh, Rocket, so, Rock, the main star of this fucking thing. Yeah, sorry. The main star of the uh, the, the trilogy, really. If you me. What about but anyways, Peter and Quill and Lila. <laughs> they're okay, not sorry, guardians. Sorry. Okay, all right. But they're family. <laughs> uh, Peter... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you you got me there. That's good. Um, uh, Peter Quill. Uh, good. I mean, I think he was a step down from some of the stuff he was before. You know, he seems a little subdued, but he came back in the end, and, and we got some some interesting play from him. Um, he didn't seem as cool because I, I, I the whole I'm I'm heartbroken and and really uh, you know trying to re recoup this love with Gamora kind of didn't do anything for me. I was kind of like, come on, fuck, let it go, dude. You know, you know, and and so I don't know if. I, to me, he he seemed very less of a person and less of a character than he was in a lot of the other stuff. I'm just curious on I, your I, I kind of agree on that side. On the other hand, his um, dramatic dramatic turn trying to save Rocket's life was oh, some, of the, oh. some of the best <laughs> moments from. I mean, it was hands down so yeah in, incredibly moving to watch his. His, his dealing with his, yeah. gr- his grief is going through that whole ordeal. Uh, so Chris Pratt as an actor, uh, it's it's in the scene where where Rocket is is in his he's in the the animal heaven and he's talking to Lila, yeah. and yeah. and she you know he's basically passed and 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 his heart stops and and uh, Peter Quill uh, just loses it and goes. Um, I heard a lot of people talking about it. And it's funny, like, there's a lot of people that apparently don't like Chris Pratt. Like, apparently he's not really big. So a lot of it comes because he's a Christian and he and he stands by his beliefs. And so, you know, there's a lot like, of... Like, I, I had no idea, but fine, whatever. His, his, the, the church that he belongs to is is pretty conservative. Like, I mean, there's... It's, it's very... Uh, anti-gay anti um, but i don't think he's i don't think he's ever come out and specifically he, said though he he hasn't and i think i think people there this is a criticism that that comes across a couple of times because there's these there's churches there, it's it's yeah. this big big church in los angeles and it really helps it's done a lot of uh support for people who um had substance abuse and and stuff like that and I think a lot of people, when they criticize someone for going for, to a particular church, they'll be like, 
well, he belongs to this church and the, the pastor has said some homophobic things. And it's like, yeah, but it's his church. You know, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's I, I don't think people your your church is a church is more like a family than a job. I, yeah. You, know? you got your uncle it's, that's going to say racist things or something like yeah, that. And, and you can't you're still that's yeah. still your family. <laughs> and yeah. And it's 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 very hard, especially when you have a lot of support and a lot of people at your church that you like to just kind of leave that all behind. It's like, oh, just find another church. It's like, it's not that easy. Yeah. And yeah. so I can see him being attached to that church and, you know, and he doesn't say... Right. I mean, he doesn't say, I agree. He doesn't defend them. It's just, he keeps his head down and tries to be a good person. And it's like, you know what? It's, it's it, like, but like I said, people who are not religious... And who don't go to church themselves on a regular basis, I don't think understand that the whole relationship that. Well, it's it's like judging it's like judging one person based on a race, uh, you know, because of everything else. It's, it'd be like saying like, okay, all black people are thugs because there's one black person that's thug, or they're all white people are racist because there's one right white person that's a racist. It, it, you know, he's. I think he's getting caught up in that, and that's kind of like the mentality of social media today. And I, I feel bad for him because I think he is a really good guy, and I think he would go out of his way to pr- help protect anybody. Essentially, I, like like I said, he's never come out and really attacked anybody or said anything negative. Um, but yeah, he gets this this like people were like, oh, you know, Chris Pratt is this and that. But I think he killed it. But those scenes specifically when he was over Rocket and his. I felt it like I've been, you know, I, I said earlier, there, there's a couple times I cried during this and, you know, tears and, and I, I hide them because I kind of fucking guy because I can't do that. You're the dad, but that's fine. I do. I, I just I, I I don't want to go into it too much, but I yeah, I'm, I'm that kind of guy that always fought that. Um, but it's and it's not for any other real reasons, but I literally cried so many times during this fucking show. But that when he was over Rocket and his emotion, fuck. Like, if you could take a single scene and say, okay, this guy deserves a fucking award for acting, that was it. Because not only is he acting over a CGI character, so, I mean, I don't know what mm-hmm. they had there. They could have had a fucking little stuffed Kermit on the fucking Pro- table. Probably, yeah, exactly. Probably, probably they did. I mean, I've, I've seen when they filmed. <laughs> you know what would be even funnier is if they actually had Sean Gunn laying on the table. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> And because I could just see Sean Gunn laughing at the time when he's doing this and him having to act through that. It would be hilarious. But he did such a good job. And, and you feel so much for him in this moment. In Rocket. And he his acting in this was really good. And, and uh, you know, we got several moments where there was potential where they were going to kill him because, you know, that's everybody going into this was like, oh, yeah, no, there's no way everybody's walking that's just not how 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 Marvel you know works. We got Endgame where fuck, you know what we lose we lose three or four people in that one, so yeah. everybody's going into this like oh there's no way everybody's walking away. So this is Peter Quill at times could have easily, you know, we're like oh this is it this is it nope 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 uh, yeah well, here it is hit it no 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 here we go <laughs> and so yeah my my only my only uh holes in the story and this is a weird one um but it hit me in the first one and i saw it again in the second one is at the very end right we get the peter quill where he he goes back to get the zune right which is very important to him which we find out is actually very important to him because he wants to give it to rocket but 
he shoots himself across space and doesn't make it. And then he starts to bloat up and freeze and all that. You know, we're like, oh, fuck, this is where he dies. And everybody's like, oh, shit, this is where Gamora comes out and saves him because it's it's the reenactment of, of Guardians 1 where he saves Gamora in space, um, but reverse. But no, it's it's Adam Warlock who ends up coming out and getting him. But then they get back, and he, I mean, he's fucking bloated. He he literally went super fat and frozen, which I thought, I, yeah. My, my my in my second viewing, I was like, oh shit, they're going back to uh, what was it, Community? Was that the show he was on yeah. when he was kind of? <laughs> I was like, no, oh, they Parks just, and Rec. Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. I go, they yeah. they went to back they went back to Fat Chris and uh, and brought out some Parks and Rec, uh, Chris, for well, that. No scene. shirts off, no shirt off, right in this one at all. No, no, not for him. Uh, but he he got all puffy and frozen. But then, the final scenes they show it. I mean, uh, Drax and and uh, Nebula are still all in their fucking uh, got tore up acid shot by the 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 beast. But yet he's like back to normal, like completely fine. Suit looks good. Face is all fine. No bruising. No fatness. No. I was like, right. how did that fucking ha-? like? I don't. So yeah, there, I mean, it's it's it was a little uh, out of the realm of reality. When there was, was a continuity issue on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that like, was my he only. He would have been dead. For that the was your only. He was in space. I mean, granted, he's part god. Right? Yes. <laughs> is oh, he? Right. Oh, you're right. That's I guess true. he is. That's true. Good call. Good call. That's why we have you here, Bo. Really, just for those those one shots. <laughs> you know when you I'm started. Like, it's, it's like when you're golfing, right? Yeah. You're like if you've anybody's ever golfed. There's always one shot around that gets you coming back. Well, that was yeah. my one shot of the room. <laughs> <laughs> when you were talking about him launching across and getting caught in space, a lot of people have pointed out the fact that, uh, you know, he could have Oh, he would have died. No, that he should have just used his little mask, and why didn't he have it? And I guess oh, James Gunn said, well, he left, boots. He left his it. boots. Yeah, he left it on his desk back back on uh, on right. Nowhere or something like that, I think. But do you notice he never, he never used them through the whole movie, right? He the whole not. movie, so, correct. So I... I I thought that was a good continuity thing that he didn't all of a sudden just pull him out. But yeah, that was always his fucking go-to. So yeah, it made it made no sense. A lot of I did hear a lot of people bring that up. But you know, they they had to have that moment where oh fuck, he's gonna die. Yeah. And I don't think either of those things you can put on the character if if we're talking about the character and what what no that's on the writer what what worked with the character yeah. and didn't. In those cases, those are just yeah plot points or or decisions yeah. when it came to makeup and how people how fast right. people healed. So. All right, so we've we've hit on all the characters, but the character of all of this, the the main the main one, Rocket Raccoon. Can we start at the beginning because we we talked a little bit about music when you brought up Beastie Boys, but the introduction yes. is you know it does a little <gasps> flashback creep. and and he and not only is creep the the music, but he's lip syncing. You know he's actually yes. singing along and how. You know how powerful that brought you into his. Not only that, but it was an acoustic version that it was, was an acoustic more version. I know. Just, hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, I I loved everything about. Like I said, I, I said it in the beginning uh, when we first sat down to watch this. I was like, that motherfucker better not kill Rocket. I will find him <laughs> and I will beat his ass. Right. I, and I was not kidding. Do, I, I literally would. Now, now with that said, if you know, when he was when he met his friends in the in the kind of the afterlife or the or. Wherever you want to know. No, I'm a selfish son of a bitch. I don't want him going to the you, afterlife. You would have not have been happy if, if he went. No, even, I would even, not. Even if he rejoined his 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 early family. I would have and, cried okay. like a fucking baby okay. to lose Rocket. Yeah. Like I literally, like okay, I didn't cry <laughs> when 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 Tony Stark snapped and fucking died. I did not cry yeah. when Captain America gave up the shield. Uh, I teared <laughs> up a little bit when when uh, uh, you know Black Widow sacrificed herself, but. 
I would have bawled my ass off if Rocket would have died. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I think Rocket is maybe my favorite uh, MCU character outside of Thor. Like, yeah. And when those two get together, come on. Fucking Rabbit and the God of Thunder? Come on. That's the shit right there. I'd pay money for that show. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I just I agree with you. It started off great uh, with him walking around singing Creep when he gets attacked by Adam Warlock, and you're like, oh, fuck. Now, that was my... You know, I said there. My other big hole was was the other one. This was another one like we've never seen those med packs, right? No, we haven't. No. And all the and all the other fucking like, I think these guys would have used how those med packs. Not? Yeah, exactly. And and how do we not see him use one that all major? Kind of like, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll I'll let him go. You know, maybe he's so badass he's only ever fucking got taken out once that he needed that med pack across his chest. I love the fucking the the graphics that they did. I love how Nebula had that little thing over there, and they showed the heart with a thing on it, and she's like reading it, and it shows it in her eye. Some great CGI and thoughts in that. I was like, oh, yeah. sweet. Backstory. Okay, we finally get Rocket's backstory. You know, and right. oh my god, touching as fuck. I mean, well, and so much insight into him as a person. Like, I had no idea he was that smart. Like I, yeah, <laughs> you did it. Like, no, you knew he was smart, but not like that level. Like he's almost Tony. He's Tony Smart Stark. Smart. Yeah, no, <laughs> he I, really I, is. He's yeah, like he's I, at least I, Tony Stank smart. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I think it was great. I. I love the fact that it really showed. So the one thing I noticed, and this is something I picked up from some people I listened to, is that. The, the backstory gave us why he cares so much and why he protects Groot so much, why he feels so much as a, as a big brother to, to Groot, and I'm going to protect this fucking, this idiot tree as much as I can, and, yeah, and right. you know, and his sarcasm and stuff like that, and why he feels so strongly about his family, right? He doesn't let anybody in, but when they crack that, that, that case, they crack that armor and they sneak in, then, oh my God, he'll go to the ends of the world and he'll sacrifice himself for, for those people that have cracked that case. And, and I don't know, maybe that's, that's where I feel too. I, I've got a big set of armor around my body and, and crack that armor and you're inside of it, I will go to the ends of the world to protect yeah. you. But what you said about he won't let anyone in, I think this really shaped why that's the case. You know, to, yes. to, to befriend these, you know, these characters, you only see maybe for five, ten minutes most out of the whole movie, and yet you are so invested in that small family that he has in the cage with, you know, you know, Teefs and Teefs and Floor yeah. and, and and Lila. And so when when they end up getting taken out basically by Yeah, by, oh and he feels and he feels it and oh my God, that that feral moment when mm-hmm. he when they get shot and he kind of they kind of isolate the camera on him and he fucking just screams and tears out the guy's mm-hmm. face. I was like, oh fuck, I feel it. I, I agree with you. It, 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 it's such a good backstory for Rocket where, you know, we're like, oh, this guy's just an asshole. And no, there's a reason. There's a reason he's got walls up. Yeah. Because yeah. once you're inside those walls, he can't lose you. Right. He, he just he's protecting can't. himself. He, yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that. And maybe that's why I like Rocket so much is I see so much of myself in him. I'm a sarcastic little hairy beast, really. Uh, I, I think I'm a pretty good shot too. You know, I'm not as good at uh, building shit, but maybe you know I'm, I'm close. Uh, you but can't I love figure it. out why one race can be like accelerated in their development, or another race can. <laughs> that's not in your wheel set, Noah. 
Uh, you know, I, I could probably figure out the filter thing and at least be able to change it out myself. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Noah, hey. you can you can hop on my shoulders like 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 Rocket hops on on Groot or like oh an R, or like an RRR where they're running around. Yes. You know, piggy piggyback style. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I would be all about that. Um, but yeah, this is this is such an emo. I mean, it is it is an emotional ride with them. You know, going back. Um, you know, with with uh, Lila, which I I, I want to uh, point out that uh, it's uh, Linda Cardellini, yeah, who is also yeah. uh, um, uh, Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's wife. wife. Yeah, she plays Laura Barton. Um, great, great. Uh, the fact that she got to play two two characters in the MCU, which is which is awesome. Uh, there's also uh, Judy Greer who got to uh, voice uh, War Pig. Oh, um, really? which. Which is, uh, she's also uh, Maggie she's... Lang, so she's Ant-Man's wife, or ex-wife. And Wait, she... Linda Cardellini is? No, Linda no, Cardellini, Judy Greer. Oh, Judy Greer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So she okay. got to do the war pig. So we got, we got two repeat actresses in here for, for some voice work, which I thought was really incredible. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, we get that character um, of uh, Lila, and oh my god, like, you just feel... Although I, I I will say this, I was creeped out as fuck by those animals, like <laughs> Lila's arms. Uh, Teeth wasn't as bad, even though he had the big wheels. But that fucking bunny floor, yes. holy yeah. fuck! If that came running at me, I would kick it they and were run. Pretty creepy. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it was a nod yeah. to Toy Story when they had like the the? Kind a lot of, of people said Toy Story. You know. Yeah. The way how they um, how the, yeah the kid would kind of put toys <laughs> together and. So my. <laughs> I my only thing, and this is this is my my brain looking for problems in movies and in my my uh, uh, mechanical brain. So the stuff that they had on Rocket, uh, metal doesn't grow. So they built this when he was just a tiny little baby Rocket, right, little baby raccoon. And as he grows, the metal seemed to grow with him. Like I was like, there's some problems could be an there. Organic metal could be a star. I mean, I'm not going to throw this out there. A Star Trek, kind of thing, right? Like, you but know, I was there, just, was, there it, was clear carbon. It could have been embedded a little bit more, and when he grew, it kind of poked out of the skin. Well, but they, yeah, but they they showed. I mean, they showed a lot of different things on him, and I was. It, it didn't hurt the movie. It was only in my brain where I was like, oh, that didn't work. Right? Like, why is he now got this big star in his back when it was about this? But that I, I was just like, mm, okay, but. I, I like the fact that they gave him a good background. Uh, they gave him a good reason to be the way he is. I love the fact that they show that he was super intelligent as this baby raccoon. Like, you know, he, he came out and he's like fucking, oh, yeah, your filter's all fucked up. You do this, 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 and it works. And and that was, was the, the motivation for the bad guy is like, oh, yeah. fuck, I created something smarter than me. What the fuck? <laughs> and, you know, it, it could here, – here's, here's a, a theory, right? Uh, we haven't gotten mutants yet. Well, we do technically, but mutants in the, in the MCU. Maybe he's just a mutant raccoon. Who's to say that just well, humans that's what get I've, mutants? I've heard. I've heard that he's from the same, um, like, not genre, but like he's in the same program as Wolverine. Oh shit! So he's like Weapon R, like. Like, yeah, Weapon 20 or 50 or something. Or... Well, no, the reason I say Weapon R, because uh, Wolverine is Weapon X, so he'd be rep Weapon R. Well, that's 10, raccoon. so it's Roman numerals is what I heard. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying he's Weapon R because that's Raccoon. I'm just uh... shifting shift it a little. 
<laughs> Making a Drax joke. Sorry, oh, sorry. I mean, too too deep of a joke. Uh, no, no, but no, I mean, no, it's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, they sort of suggested at the beginning when uh, the high evolutionary uh, opens the cage with all the little baby raccoons and they oh. go to the back except for Rocket. He's so the like, one that's forward. Yeah. He's the one. Like, what is this? And so yeah. it sort of suggests that there's something to him. There's already it's something different. unique. It's not like the yeah. high evolutionary yeah. created that with him in him. It was something that he yeah. already had. Yeah. But yeah. the high evolutionary exactly. is is you know got enough of a, a narcissistic feeling that he's yeah. the one that created it. That he's obsessed he feels with like, figuring yeah. it out. When really it's yeah. nothing that he had anything to do with it. At least that's what I yeah. choose to think. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I hate I that guy fact... so much, and it's. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. worse. Yeah. It, I, I'm serious. If I saw someone in a costume, like like someone cosplayed that, I probably would punch him. I'd be like, "Fuck this!" You know, yeah. I'll take I'll take the <laughs> take the L. I'll punch your ass. I think. Yeah. Um, and they didn't. And they didn't. They saved him at the end. And I've got a. I've got a. No, he's dead. He's dead. Gamora killed him. Fucking knife to the heart. What? All of the guard, all the all the guardians, uh, hit him, attack him at the end. Right? It starts with Rocket, and it goes, it bounces through like, fucking uh, Star uh, Star Lord hits him, then um, Drax, and then Mantis, and then uh, Gamora's at the end though, and she fucking gets him right up through the chest, under the the ribs with a fucking knife, right to the heart. You Kills know, there him. was there he's, was something there was like done. a cut scene that uh, that one of the characters said that they shot where he was. Was it Drax? I think Drax was carrying him out of the the ship when it was really? exploding, and they cut it from it. Um, but they yeah, they, they should. They. Well, you, I mean, you're just making a theory that he was dead because it's not. It's no, a, I'm no, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yo, okay, they pull his right. face yeah. off. I okay, but they but they made a conscious choice to leave him alive. Is what I'm saying. They pulled his face off. They, he kind of passes away. They walk well, off, and the ship blows up already, though. And the That's ship blows I'm up. Not, I'm, not trying, I, up I'm not trying dead. to have a debate about whether or not he's dead. I'm just... Uh, Rocket did not oh, Rocket, choose to yeah, kill him. Rocket they did, they, yeah, they walked away. away they, made a, they made a point in yeah, this movie okay. of not killing him. And, and I was thinking that it might be kind of an interesting twist if instead he could have figured out how to... You know, give him the kill switch. You know, give the guy the kill switch so that uh, so that he would have. And, and I kept thinking of of se- I don't know if ever, if everyone here has seen Seven. It's not an easy movie to get through, but but Seven. What, seven. What's in the box? Like a no, fucking dozen times. No, remember remember Pride. Pride where yeah, yeah. where the woman is her face is all messed up and and the the killer he gives her a choice. He gives her, gives her a, yeah he gives a, he glues a phone to one. To one hand and sleeping pills to the other, and she's like some, you know, a beautiful person that has a choice whether to kill herself yeah. because she's now been mutilated, or call the police and save herself, yeah. and she yeah. chooses to take the sleeping pills. And I think that's a, a situation I would have liked to see the High Empress in, where he would have been, is so narcissistic that he couldn't live with his his own pride. So here, know, his, here's, his own face here's pride. what I would, I would do that movie <laughs> with you guys. I huh? would do that movie with you guys. <laughs> seven. seven. Fucking love it. I've seen it so many times. It's one of my favorite movies, too. Anyway, I know what I would have loved. I would have loved to see Rocket on the way out. Like, you know, as he walks by, he kind of does that little animal's fucking three scratches back towards the head, like after he's done with it. You know, like, oh, yeah. like he's just a. <laughs> well, you know what? The, the scraping. You've got dogs. The scraping of the feet after they, like, poop yeah. or something. 
Yeah, like, exactly. That's for their territory. Yeah, it's, like, the, it's the yeah. it's the cover up my spread, scat. I'm yeah, done exactly. with you. Just to yep, spread yep, your yep. spread your scent. <laughs> like, yeah, I've been or here. whatever they do it for. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why they do it, Steve? To spread their scent? I believe so. That's. I mean, my my dog does it when after he he goes pee or takes His a dump. Business. He'll 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 step away. Well, it's usually when he pees on on something, he'll step away and yeah. Poof, and I looked it up, and, and that's what it was more. It was more a marking. It wasn't. It, it wasn't gotcha. to cover up, to, to cover yeah. it up like like a like huh. a cat would. That makes sense. I mean, that makes more sense than what I thought it was for, which is covering it up, which they don't do a good job of at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Anyway, right. Um, yeah. All right, we're back. Um, oh. So talking about rocket, I mean, I I. You know, they say that this is this is a a rocket movie. I think in all the series is rocket. Uh, I think he is my favorite guardian. He, he he's up there with my favorite characters. Everything with this, even though the majority of this movie he he spends in you know ICU essentially, but yeah, uh, but the he, flashback that you get yeah the the flashbacks are a pretty major part of it. Though. But it gives such a great story, and and and, and I love For the sure. fact that. Uh, you know, he, he gets the, the moment where he's like, can I join you guys? He's ready to give up. And, you know, he, he's got oh. the tear in his eye. And she says, <laughs> she just puts a hand well, out. You like, saw Wait. that coming. I mean, you yeah. saw that it was going to be I, a line. I mean. I did. I did. I did not. I, I really yeah, did not. I, have you ever seen either. a movie before? I mean, come it, on. It could have gone on either way, honestly. At least 183. It, especially yeah. this one. Especially this one when you were expecting at least one character to die, yeah, yeah. that every time they suggested it, you know, yeah, you, you were already like, oh, this is who they're going to kill off. I mean, or, it makes oh, sense, <laughs> and, but it was so powerful and, and so well done. I mean, it, it wasn't cliche in this point. It, 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 it was done really well, and I mean, it, it, it gives you such an emotional feeling. And, it was one yeah. of the very well-earned, heartfelt moments. I don't think this, I think oh. this movie overdid it in the end with some of that, but, but this was, was... I think they did a good job, yeah. I agree. Yeah, so I agree. Well um, and then, yeah, then this leads to the third act where it's all fucking, you know, then we get that Beastie boy slow motion fucking <laughs> yeah. beat him up. Oh, my God, just brutal, just fucking ripping through shit. A uh, lot of fun. I love the fact that Kragling, you know, gets his, his moment where he gets to fucking save nobody or nowhere. I don't want to call it nobody, but nowhere yeah. with, with his whistle arrow. Did, uh, did you get a get sense the, the numbers were a little off, though? Because it seemed like there yes. were millions yeah. of of these yes. things flying and then they breached yeah. it and he ended up only looked like he took out about 10 of them but that was enough to... well okay so remember in uh i think it's guardians one where yondu is taking out all the fucking ravagers with that i think he, i think you're right so he i mean he takes out like a hundred of those dudes yeah. But they only show, I think it's that kind of thing. It's like they only have to show about 15 to 20, but it's really, he's just fucking wiping them out. I I actually am with you, Steve. I wish that they would have shown the people of Nobody fighting back. Like, you know, play that role. Like, oh my God, we're getting overrun, we're getting overrun, and then all of a sudden it fucking, that, that momentum shifts and you fucking yeah. throw that song Even if it's a bunch of Ewoks people. jumping out, that's fine. At least show, oh my God. show more, 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 more carnage when it comes to, yeah, more, more had to be taken this. out. <laughs> The amount of destruction that happened to Nowhere and the amount of destruction oh. that was actually seen in Nowhere by the end of the movie was it like... Should have been, it should, it should have, have been, been nothing so much any... fucking worse. You know what they needed in this? This is the one scene that was really missing from this. They needed Howard the Duck to come out and start whooping some ass. Well, I was, <laughs> ask, was there any Howard the Duck? 
Yeah, he's playing yeah. poker. Yeah. He's playing oh, poker. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's why I said they needed the people of nowhere to kind of come out and defend themselves. Like, they don't need the Guardians to necessarily be yeah. their overseers. Like, like or have they, them fucking own their shit. Or at least some of them, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, Howard the Duck should have been out, like, that would have been perfect. Just have him fucking doing some quack foo on those motherfuckers. <laughs> perfect. You know, is that what it does? Uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, well, hell yeah. Yeah, quack foo. He's a badass. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that would have been a, a nice a nod. I mean, we did get, you know, Howard the Duck, and that was that was great. He got a line. But, like, they should have had the people of nowhere really kind of come up and, and defend themselves a Who little bit. Who did the Howard the Duck voice? It's Seth, um, Green. Seth Green, yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Seth Green from uh, from uh, Buffy. Buffy. Seth Green. Yep. Yep. And, yep. Yeah, and Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken. Yeah. Well, yeah, he started Robot Chicken, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, I still, I, I think he, he's one of my favorite characters. And, and also, he's uh, <laughs> he's um, Mike Myers' son in in. Uh, oh right. In uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Yes. <laughs> Doctor yeah. Evil's son. Yeah. Doctor Evil. Evil's yeah. Son. That's what I couldn't think <laughs> yeah. of. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, all right. So all in all, this I, I I know this is this is Marvel's latest release um, of the of the Phase Five now. Um, probably the best uh, um, in in the market as far as like sales and, and money making in, in, at the, the the theaters and stuff like that. What oh, really? what was your guys? You yeah, think it was, is. Oh, I know it is. Of this all is of them, or just of this Phase Four and Phase Five. Okay, gotcha. I was like, that's a bold statement, but no, that makes sense from what you just said. No, not <laughs> think, No Way Home, I'm I, sure. No, I think this actually did better uh, last time I looked. Oh, you're and kidding. I would say, and I would say it probably did, and, and this is why I'm going to say this. I think there were still a number of people that were probably, for No Way Home, not 100% like COVID. Yeah. Like, so maybe it's just less people went out. Yeah, I could be wrong, but this this had it was like by the third week it had it 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 accrued higher than the other like it was higher than No Way Home it was higher than Black Panther two. Well, box office for No I Way thought. Home is one point nine billion, whereas Guardians three uh-huh. currently is uh, around eight hundred million. So so we're not there yet. I think they were based. <laughs> I think they were basing this off the like a first couple weeks, and okay. that might be COVID related. But I think and and a lot of people were talking about like out of the last five or six and maybe no way home doesn't count in that because early in that but out of the the latest releases this was one that actually people were like okay that's good which i think i think people are shitting on you know uh uh, thor love and thunder they're not really happy with um what was the uh, the one after that that uh ant-man quantumanium you know they're they're just they're really hammering on these these uh, uh uh marvel releases and this was one that actually held up, and, and people were like, okay, that's fucking good. Uh, so that. so what phase are we in right now? Phase and are we five. done talking about Rocket, or are we, are we do, is there anything else we, we have to yeah, we, no, I, circle I mean, back on with Rock? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think he did great. I, I, I love everything. The fact that he ends up the, the leader of the, the Guardians in the end. Um, you know, I, I think his story is not complete, but I think it now has that background that it needed where we got a lot of background from a lot of the other characters, but we just never got his, yeah. I guess the only character we really don't have background on now is Groot. You think, True. Oh, I guess, I guess Mantis and, and, and Drax, but who cares about them? So <laughs> well, Drax, Drax has pretty much told us this whole story. And I presume 
Yeah. Mantis just grew up. Well, she on she kind of told her, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> right. Their backstories are really boring. So really, we just don't have Groot now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, this is. It, here we go. I was gonna say this is this is a highly rated for for Marvel. It's got people excited again. Um, I guess Marvel. I would say is, so too. It definitely has me excited again. Sorry, I keep reacting to everything you say, and I didn't let you finish. No, I'm sorry. Mar- <laughs> Marvel's Marvel's is the next release uh, uh, as far as in the theaters. Um, I've seen the I've seen the trailers, and I think it could be good. Um, so I, I I mean. There, there's parts of it I'm like, ooh, that's kind of cringy, but there's also parts of it I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm all about this. I, I can yeah. see this. So I'm, I'm super uh, excited for the Marvels. It's got, it's got two of my favorite. In, in recent, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Carol Danvers, big fan, um, been, been a big fan, not of her movie, but just of everything else. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, um, I, I like her as a character in the other movies, but as far as her in, in, Captain Marvel. Not, uh-huh. not a huge fan, but huge fan of Ms. Marvel. I think mm-hmm. she's, I think she's really good. I'm very excited to see how she does in a full length feature. See, and, uh, she's the one in the the trailers that I'm a little worried about. Well, and it has to do with, with some of the the reaction she has to certain things, and it's it's I I, I mean I have to see the whole scene to see if it really works. But there's one reaction scene where, uh, we got Goose. Right, our our flirkin. Oh, I love the flirkin. I forgot and, the flirkin. And she has the flirkin does its thing, and she has a scream, and I was just like, mm, that's it's it's weird. it's a bit Nickelodeon, like which kind of like the series yeah. was. I thought it was a well made series, but it 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 had a Nickelodeon feel to it, and that tone may not that, jive yes, necessarily. That's an interesting comment. I it, would I can't disagree with that. That's a good the, comment. And it's like you're mixing genres a little bit. You're mixing the yeah. The, so the, that was the so, only one in. Other than the tra- uh, outside of the trailer, I mean, I really like it, except for that one part. I was like, oh, this, I don't like that. I don't like the way she reacts. So we'll see. I like her as a character. I like uh, uh, Carol Danvers as a character, and I like uh, uh, Monica Rambeau as characters. And I, I think, like her too, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I think she's the not, way I mean, it could play out, yeah. I think it could be fun, and, and we'll see how it goes. I love the fact that they bring uh, Kamala Car- uh, uh, Khan's uh, family into it. I think they were yes. a big part Which of the awesome. series. Which is awesome. They're so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that could play out really well. I'm excited for the Marvels uh more than I was for for Captain Marvel as a movie. Um I, I hope it does well um cuz I I really want Marvel to start getting back. I know a lot of people are talking about this superhero fatigue. Um and I don't necessarily think that. Uh I don't feel they gotta that. Get their shit together. Yeah. Right. I think it's not fatigue. I think it's like, "Hey, Quit worrying about getting material out and get good material out. It's kind of the same yeah. thing that's always been said about DC. It's like, what, you don't just got to release something. Release something good. And speaking of DC, how do you guys feel yeah. about yeah. the fact that James Gunn, you know, after watching this movie, do you think he has what it takes to do something with the DC that, that is going to be good, or are we a little concerned? depends on what he's going to do, because I, I liked what he did with, uh, you know, Peacemaker. I like what he did with the, the Suicide Squad. Yeah. He's, Peacemaker, he's supposed yeah. to do a Superman movie, and I'm just not so well, sure that... Well, let me that... ask you this, though. Is he, is he the driving force, what's making it good, or is it Kevin Feige? I mean, he was in charge of phases four and five, but, but so no, I mean, no. If you don't like four and five... But no, James Gunn was in charge of the Guardians, and I liked all yeah. three of the Guardians movies. Well, that's true, yeah. I liked what point. James Gunn did with with Suicide Squad and with Peacemaker. 
The problem is, is those are all offshoots, kind of weird, not your mainstream superhero yeah. stuff. Now he's going to take on Superman, which is the mainstream of mainstream the superheroes. Also, I mean, he would you say he's a top two, three superhero? Superman? Yeah. In people's mind, yeah. I I don't care for him. I think Superman's probably lower on my list than I would. I would rather see in DC alone. I would rather see a Wonder Woman or a Batman series. Um, I would rather see, I would rather them fucking really tackle a green lantern and make that fucking good. Sure. Um, you know, uh, but, but Superman, I mean, that's, we're, we're, I'm it, going it, down, the, I'm going down a rabbit hole of a whole nother podcast, but it's like, <laughs> like top 10 superheroes. Like I'm thinking of this and it's like, like when I think of superheroes, unfortunately, or fortunately, I think of DC, the first two I think of are DC superheroes. I don't, I don't get to, I don't get to a Marvel until Spider-Man. Um, well, so my, my biggest thing with DC and, and between Marvel and DC is I think Marvel is a little, uh, ground level and DC is a little bit over the top. Like, you know, Batman is definitely top, top superhero in DC, right? Hands down. He's, he's who everybody knows. I think Superman is more than Batman. I think Superman is more than Batman. And I only say that because of Seinfeld. Yeah, because but I he's don't, a big I, Superman fan. He talks about Superman. It comes up a lot. So that like probably. But you if know. if you look at the real world though, Batman has had more titles, had more movies, more like if you if I'll, you I'll ask. I'll tell someone, you what. I'll do a survey at work. <laughs> okay. I'll do a survey okay. at work and I'll get back. I'll, to I'll do the same. I'll write it up. I'll do the same survey. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, at work. First superhero that comes to mind when you think of superheroes. That's the okay. question. All right. That, do it. All right. Okay. Hey, um, I just thought about it. Ben Affleck, he's the only one I could think of that's played both Superman and Batman because he played ba- Batman, obviously, but then he also played, uh, what is it? What is his name? Um, the Steve Superman, Reeves. huh? Steve Reeves. Is that what? Yeah, the one who played yeah. the played it in the old in the '60s played the character. Yeah. yeah. Wait, All right. what? Sorry, just in, trivia. Wait, what are you talking it. about? I've, it, you've lost the me. movie. The movie Hollywoodland. That's it. Yes, oh. Hollywoodland. Yeah. And he's, yeah. so he's played, how many people have played three superheroes? Here's the thing. He didn't actually That's play right. Superman. He played That's the actor. <laughs> well, fine. Okay. Aren't they all actors who play Superman? Like, if you said Adam West, <laughs> what do you sort of say? He's Batman. I mean, that's, Batman. you know, no. Adam West. Yeah, but. No, he's Adam West from uh, Family Guy. But Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood Land doesn't have anything to do with Superman. It has to do with what Steve Reeves murdered or not. See, this oh, is this okay. is the final so act of this is, podcast. We're sticking it just is, as well so, as uh, Guardians Three did, and going all over the place. Yeah. So. <laughs> so what you're saying is, um, oh geez, I'm drawing a blank. That Keanu Reeves. Uh, oh. The guy that was in. Uh, uh, what drink are you on, Bo? <laughs> no, it's it's I'm Seven, only on drink three. Eight. The fucking guy. The fucking guy that was in National Treasure. Um, oh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage wants to be Superman. That's like yeah, he thing. does. I mean, he's had pictures where he's yeah. Superman. So anyway, he but. named his he named his child Cal L. I know, I right? Mean, Absolutely, yes. That is, that is dedication. <laughs> he's got enough money; he can make that movie himself. So I, I, you know, I don't. Well, though he so. actually doesn't have a lot of money because he spent it all on fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, back to back to uh, Guardians. Um, 
what is your guys' uh, anticipation for for the Guardians going forward? What what is it you want to see? I know we've we've touched on it. I think it's as Guardians, personally. <laughs> as Guardians. I think it's as Guardians of the Galaxy actually moving forward. I think there's going to be another crossover to a so you degree get, of that. You get Thor and, and Love in there. You get like no some Thor. You get uh, uh, Valkyrie. Maybe you get uh, what's his name, the Rock guy. What's his Korg. I, I, or, yeah, I mean, maybe you get some of those guys, like, as a kind of crossover kind of a thing, is just what I'm thinking. Maybe, maybe. I would love to I, see, I, I would love to see Love in that, too. She's She's got to play that part, you know. Yeah, she yeah. has to get worked back into it, for sure. I, honestly, I think by the time we get to whatever Phase Six's version of Endgame is, mm-hmm. it'll it'll be the same kind of thing they did in Endgame, where it's just like everybody's everybody. going to come out. You know, everyone. Sorry, I just saw, I just saw, um, I just watched a professional too, so that's kind of fun. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about you? Oh, go ahead, Nina, finish. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't think we're going to see a Guardians of the Galaxy 4 or anything like that, but I think whenever they end up fighting Kang or whoever the big Mm. bad guy is, they'll come in somehow. they'll, They'll, you know, the, the Bowie or whatever the next ship is called, the Lila comes will come flying. Yeah. Out of, <laughs> the what? You know. Oh, that's right. Because it's always been Quill who's named past. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be Rocket now that names it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. What about you, Steve? Anything? Um, I think if we see them again, I wouldn't want to see them on the big screen. I think you know maybe yeah. see them in a little YouTube, uh, YouTube music <laughs> video or something. You know, singing along to an old. <laughs> To an old song like oh. like some of those viral videos did, um, I think I think that'd be fun, and I I'd love I think it'd just be kind of fun to see in a little little clip. Um, but I don't know if I'm really that enthusiastic about seeing this new iteration of the Guardians. I don't. It'd be hard to see how it held up. Some of the some of the characters I'd like to see an Adam Warlock movie, but I don't know what form that could how that would work uh, if it's anything like. Black Adam or something like that, then it's just gonna. I haven't seen wish. Black Adam yet. Is it? Am I? Don't. Am I, yeah, don't don't wish. Should it. I be happy about that? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it is okay. So it is it is typical DC of the past couple of years. It's just not. I mean, it's not it's not horrible. Like I don't I don't think I'm like I'm like oh my god I need my two hours back. But you're it's not also rewatching like, it. It won't pass the phone test on the second watching. No, no, it, it didn't pass the phone test on the first watching. Yeah. So Did you I see mean, it in the theater or at home? At home. Okay. But it, it it I mean, it's not horrible, but it's not great either. There's some fun parts to it, and I like some of the actors a lot, but it's also not very good. It's, I think. Yeah. My biggest problem with it is I think The Rock has got too big of an ego now, and so he can't. He's not a good actor because all he can play is The Rock, and you can't have The Rock as Black Adam being The Rock. You got to have him be the black adam and he's gonna be black not... adam yeah the it's, rock. yeah it's just it's it's not good uh so um yeah that's that's not it. now for me i i you know i can't remember i think it was steve who brought it up like an animated series i i agree with you steve i think an <laughs> animated you, yeah. series with fucking good, rocket yeah. and groot would be hilarious and fun like a, a kind of like a what if series where it's just some just quick little 30 minute shorts of them on like quick little adventures and being animated, you could get crazy yeah. with Groot. You could easily get crazy with Groot. 
and it could be a lot of fun. Um, so I would love to see that. I would be excited to see Groot back just because I, I mean, and, and Bradley Cooper just does him to the T. I love the sarcastic. Groot doesn't do Bradley. Bradley Cooper doesn't do Groot, but I, we know. What no, he meant. does Rocket. He does Rocket. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we know it's, what you meant. <laughs> oh, did I say he did Groot? Okay. Yeah. No, but Bradley Cooper does such a good job with Rocket that I, I, I want to keep him there because it just, his voice with his sarcastic, it just, he, he nails everything with it. I, uh, I love that. So that's what I would like to see. Um, I, I would I would be happy to have Craglin and Cosmo back. I'm not sure if I need the rest of that new team. <laughs> so, um, but that's I mean I think this hit on a great level. It was a great way to end this trilogy. Um, whether we get Gun back in the MCU or not, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens in DC. If he fails out there, I'm sure they'll they'll fucking pay him to come back. So you know yeah, we we'll see him again. Who knows? Um, but. I'm excited because we get to we get to talk about my main man, uh, Chris Helmsworth next week, uh-huh. right? Uh, so oh, you're get doing a, extraction get, too. We're doing extraction too. Uh, <laughs> uh, it just got released on Netflix. Uh, yeah, we did that. extraction one and had I had so much fun watching that. Um, I think it's a fun. It's it it was it was John Wick esque, but it was Thor doing it, not necessarily Thor Thor, but you know, close enough. I, I can see it in it. I, I mean, I, I would leave my wife for him. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's not, it, hadn't, it wasn't just... Really, I'd bring her come, with me, too, because she might be okay with that. It comes out on the 16th, <laughs> so depending on when our audience is listening to this, it still may not have yeah. dropped yet. It comes out on, on yeah, Friday. Yeah, but uh, by the time we, we record our, this, it'll our, be out. Our audience listens years after the actual episode <laughs> gets dropped. So I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you you can go watch Extraction Four. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh geez. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Our tens of Again, fans. Send an email and prove me wrong, and I'll reply. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna hit Abstraction Two with our our man Chris Helmsworth, uh, directed by Sam uh, Hargrave. Uh, I'm excited for this. I know when we did this last time, I I think both me and Steve were like, yeah, I, I would definitely be down for another one. So we'll see how it goes. I, I've got the trailer up right now, uh, running behind me, and yeah, it, it looks action packed. Everyone was in love with the, the the long take from the first one, and it sounds oh, like they so took good. that and and you know multiplied it over and over again in this one. So, so. they did a longer take. Yeah, they I did like a longer. <laughs> yeah, extraction I, two, I long... the longer take. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, with that, um, now I know there's uh, we have the MCU um, miniseries uh, Secret Invasion coming out. We may cover that soon, uh, but I I know Bo will be down for this. But I think we should tackle uh, uh, Spider Verse uh, sooner than later. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because I think it would be fun to hit that. Now I don't think we ever did the first one. We didn't. We haven't. So no. so uh, I, I just watched is... it again. And I forgot how good it was, and it's I, so fucking good. I I want to pose this to you guys. I I think we should do a back to back weeks where we hit uh, Spider Man, uh, Spider Verse One, and then Spider Verse Two. And, yeah, and, sure, um, absolutely. Just because I know Bo loves it, I I've seen them both, um, and I have my my own uh, takes on it. So I I, would I haven't it. I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen the second one yet, but hopefully this coming week. Yeah, and my I wife actually, loves. And I actually, I, I own the first one. I loved it. Oh, nice. Yeah. My wife loves me enough that even on our little vacation, she allowed yeah. me to go watch this. Uh, <laughs> it's on Paramount, so that's how I watched it. Uh, no, I'm talking the second one. We went to the theater. Oh, the fir- yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay, on, on vacation, when we were, we were out camping, we uh, we ended up going in, in Klamath Falls. 
the most horrible fucking theater I've ever been in. <laughs> Where did you go? Where did we you went go? To, we were up in Klamath Falls, Oregon for a couple oh, of days. Okay. And, oh, you uh, know we what? Went to the st- the theater you saw it at, that's where I saw the first uh, Doctor Strange, because that's where my... Oh, my, my God, that's I, it's, I mean, that's where my daughter was going to college at OIT, so I think it was the only theater, major theater in town. In, in Klamath? In Klamath yeah, Falls, so yeah. we went and saw Doctor Strange. No air condition at all. It was like 85 <laughs> degrees, oh, 90 degrees in awesome. there for two and a half hours. I was like, fuck this place. I fucking hate you guys. The only thing that <laughs> saved me is my wife brought in a big-ass bag of Mike and Ike's that kept me fucking sane. Uh, so, uh, but Mike no, she's a solid call, man. Oh yeah, that's by far my favorite. Uh, but yeah, that was that we did get to see that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. What are the ones? Jolly Joes, the purple ones. The oh, the ones. the grapes. Yeah, the grapes. Yeah, the grapes are my favorite. But Mike and Ike's can't go wrong with the Mike and Ike. Yeah, nice. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. Well, that's it for Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, go we got to talk about what we're watching. Oh shit. Oh, all right. Yes. Oh my God. Before we leave, I want to. I want to know what you guys. I know this watching. is a marathon of an episode. Sorry, we can go very quickly <laughs> through this part. It's my favorite part, though. <laughs> okay. So, Bo, what is it you've been watching? Talk so about. I've been watching Better Call Saul. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh no, no. I'm, no, I've been watching season six of Better Call Saul. It's so good. I nice. mean, I think it's. I think it's. It's you know keeping keeping the the jam going, and uh, actually actually, um, what else have I watched? That's pretty much it right now. What episode are you on? <laughs> what episode are you on? So I'm on episode four. Episode four, okay. Gotcha. So, so I'm, I'm a little. I'm, I'm, Nacho. I'm, I'm, do, do, do we get to nachos? Okay, I'm not gonna. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, nothing. Apparently, nothing, there's well, nachos no, no, coming. No, we did. We got to the nacho. Yes. Okay. I, I think it's anybody else on this podcast watching Better Call Saul. Yeah. No. no. Not <laughs> yet. We got. To, I, I just the last episode was the episode where Nacho. Okay. Yes, I got it. So, yes. <laughs> that, that's that's one I do actually have on my list. That now in succession, those are ones that are on my succession. List. So good. Yeah. I just the end of succession was awesome, but yeah, it's it's yeah. Do yourself all a right. favor, check that out. But that's what I'm watching right now. Better Call Saul is a right. big thing right now. Anything else? All Anybody? right, Nina. What, um, Nina. I I'm still working through Ted Lasso, but I also oh my god, so good. I, I know. I oh, I know. saw the end of Ted Lasso too. Sorry, yes, apologies. Yes, to Ted Lasso, I forgot. I, anyway, go I ahead. I finished. I finished the first season, and oh, it was like, it's like when they started actually showing soccer. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. But it's football is life. Yeah, football is but, life. <laughs> be the goldfish. Be the goldfish. But actually. Um, I also com- burned real quick through both seasons of Schmigadoon. Uh-huh. And okay. What is that? It is this couple who's having problems with their relationship. Go it's on a go on camp- a camp yeah go on like a, a camping retreat and end up crossing over this bridge into basically into a musical. Oh my god! <laughs> and. The the first season is like all the old fashioned like forties and fifties musicals like uh, Carousel and uh, Singing in the Rain and uh, well and yeah Singing in the Rain and Oklahoma and all those and the second season is subtitled Chicago and it's like <laughs> all the it's all the sixties and seventies like alternate uh, yeah. stuff like Hair and Pippin and uh, you know Chicago and and Sweeney Todd and all those. Yeah. And here's the thing: it's not for everybody, 
But if you are a musicals fan, or you did musicals in high school, you will, there is so much in this that it's just like, it's done with affection, but it is so funny. It is just yeah. like, they, you know, you're going to be like, you, you're going to like recognize the set pieces and the music <laughs> and the music and the characters and everything. Yeah. And it is, it's hilarious. I, I loved it and I, I laughed and it's like, it's one of those, I've asked some people that I know that do musicals, like, have you seen this? And they're like, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. And I'm like, oh, I just want to talk to somebody about it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, but if you like musicals, you will love it. Awesome. Yeah, it's got uh, the the Keegan Michael K from K and Peele. Yeah. And so and 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 the Cicely Strong. Uh, Cicely Strong. Who oh, Cicely Tom- Strong's it. She's hilarious. Oh yeah. And um, shoot, what's his name? Who um. Those are the two main ones that I know of. They're, they're I, the main, I mean, two main guys. Yeah. But yeah, the um, uh, the guy who played um. Uh, Nightcrawler in the X-Men movies. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Love him. Guy that would yeah, flick his, flick his, flicks his pin in the Bond movie, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, I am invincible. Yeah, but yes. he, 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 uh, he started in Cabaret on Broadway, and he's just, he's he shows up in di- different characters, and he's nice. hilarious and just great. But it's, like I said, you kind of have to be, if you're not into musicals, you'll, it, It'll be like, ugh. But if if you are, so that, if you that's are, Alan Cummings, huh? Alan yeah, Cummings. Alan Cummings. Yeah, Alan, Alan Cummings. Cummings. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So. All right, Steve. What what have you been watching? Well, I did finish Succession. That that had the series finale, which I watched over and over again. So that was unbelievable. Did you think the finale was good, Steve? I did. I I, I thought I, too. I thought it was. Yeah, it was very well made. It hit a lot of emotional peaks. It did not. It was let no me down. loss. It stuck the landing. I <laughs> no, right, exactly. It wasn't lost. Uh, um, other than that, I've done. I, you know, I, I, I went back and was watching some Coen Brothers movies. Uh, I watched Fargo, oh Brother Where Art Thou, and No Country for uh, Old Men. I was just kind of binge nice. watching that a little bit in the background. Um, they're nice. they're some of my. They're some of my favorite filmmakers. So, um, oh, and and uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. That was that was another one I was revisiting. I don't know why. I was just, you know why? I do know why. It's because I was watching. I think I was telling Noah about this last week that I got kind of sucked down the rabbit hole of some watching on YouTube these reaction videos, and I kind of still, <laughs> I have, I have, yeah. I have a few, few of them that show up in my feed, and they're watching these different movies, and it's like, oh, I got to go watch that again, and then I'll go do that. Yeah. So. So that's that. That's it. But other than that, it was it was um, awesome. Moonlight, Moon, Moonrise Kingdom, yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, three a couple times. So that's yeah, it. Right. Um. So uh, because I was on uh, vacation for basically nine to ten days, we were camping and stuff. We didn't watch a ton of regular stuff, but I did. Uh, some of the things I did watch was uh, the movie School of Rock. We, we rewatched that. Uh, Has you not seen of, it before? Oh God, I've seen that so many times, but it was just something we had talked about, and we we're like, ah, oh, we're we got nothing to do one night. It's eight, you know eight o'clock. Yeah. We're in the camper. It's just time to fucking shut it down, kind of relax. So we watched School of Rock. Uh, I also finished off the season, the last season of uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, okay. If you haven't started the last season, don't fucking bother. It's not really that good. Oh, that's too um, bad. 
yeah, the the first couple were really good. The last season just does not. It, it almost like they someone said, "Hey, we paid for this. Let's fucking do it," and it really does not hold up. Oh, um, sorry to I've talked that. to a couple other people and and they kind of agreed with me. So it's not just some people may find it funny. I I think they just it, it's more annoying than funny than anything. It's like they really play on the tropes that were annoying of of you know talk about you know anti-semitic uh, and stuff like that they really play on the jewish oh, tropes really? and stuff like that and it's, cool. and it's and i don't know if they're trying to do it to be funny but it's really not funny and it, it's pretty bad um so i was kind of disappointed in that uh we watched that and then um like i said i went to the theaters and was able to see uh the the new spider-man uh spider-verse movie which i really enjoyed nice so um yeah those are kind of it for me um we did we did talk about ted lasso uh love 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 ted lasso uh, oh my god such a good ending la 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 oh sorry sorry i'm not gonna spoil I'll anything i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything but everything wraps up really well they yeah do, they do a great job of course they they go into this knowing that there's no season they don't leave yeah. fucking cliffhangers and i think they did a really good job um Yep. So yeah, just just a lot of fun. Um, cool. I don't even know what's next for us to watch. I'm I'm I'm, I'm actively searching for stuff for us to always to watch constantly. I know Succession is on my list. I I would love to be able to see uh to watch uh, the Better Call Saul. I got to see if Alyssa will be down to watch that because yeah. a lot of my stuff I have to watch with her. So but you got to get through Breaking <laughs> Bad first, and I don't know if that's gonna. I have watched all of Breaking Bad. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I, okay. Yes. I, I thought I thought you I thought you couldn't get through the to the end. Okay. No, I just didn't like all of it. Okay. <laughs> I did get all the way through it. I just didn't like all of it. But I'm like, oh, my God, I punch every one of these fuckers. Um, so, uh, <laughs> interesting. All right, well, join us again next week for Extraction 2. Uh, make sure you catch that on Netflix uh, so you're ready to watch that with us or, or listen to our discussion upon it on, afterwards uh, when we come up with some great cocktails to go with that. Uh, and for that, uh, with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, that's how we seize it. Hail Caesars! Hail Caesars! Hail Caesars! I love you guys. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Perfect. Okay.